Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What's going on, everybody? This is episode 26 of Pop Culture Crisis. I'm here today with my co-host. What's your name, young lady? Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. The hand thing. You do the hand thing every time. The people listening to the podcast can't hear it, but she does this thing with her hand. Where Maybe she, I should smack the mic and do it. That would be more vocally. Uh, that would be better for the, the listeners Yeah, let me only. just smack it. So like, <laughs> Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. Ouch. <laughs> and we actually have a guest today appearing in place of our very good friend, Chris Carr. We have... I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. How you doing today, Hannah? I'm good. Thank you for having us. My name's Hannah Claire, though. Did I say Hannah? Yeah. Oh my God! It's God. okay. It's okay. And I'm the one who I was telling I was telling Hannah Hannah Claire recently that uh, I have other friends named Hannah who I now call Hannah Claire because Hannah Claire needs you to call her Hannah Claire because her name isn't Hannah. It's Hannah Claire. Yeah. Well, we had that fiasco with your driver's um license i've had DMV. my name is a chronic problem but my mom gave it to me and i feel like i have to honor her and stand by it mm-hmm. yep. uh one day maybe i'll get married and have to change my last name and i'll just get a new first name at the same time but yeah what if now. you marry somebody with the last name claire oh that'd be that cool would be a lot maybe then i would drop it hannah claire claire yeah the girl whose locker was after mine alphabetically at my high school was claire and i remember i went to a really small high school and everyone on the first day i was the only new kid at my high school at all and everyone's like is she your cousin like who is this and she's like i don't even know her (laughs) i don't know her Sorry, Mary Claire. I hope you're doing okay out there. And her name was Mary Claire? Yeah. So not but even Marie Claire. No, and it seemed like her name was a double first name too <laughs> yes. by the end of it. Or like it was very confusing for all of us. It's, okay, that is that is amazing. I, I was literally, I was like, do I know any other Claire last names other than, uh, no, there's Claire's uh, where you get your ears pierced. Yeah. Uh, it's apparently an Irish last name, uh, but that kind of reminds me of like how like Hispanic people, they have the name Maria. So like you get like, um, you get like, Maria Ann, and then like Maria Louisiana, and and the song Maria Maria by Santana, yeah, which is the real winner of this. Of it kind of reminds me of that, but the reason why Hannah Claire is here is because Chris Carr, congratulations again, he had a baby. Yeah. Yes, he did. So Chris, congratulations. Not put your phone on silent, sir. My phone just rang. He's a busy I'm, businessman. I'm He's getting awful. a lot of calls. Uh, <laughs> 
I get like no calls. That's the worst part here. It's they're probably when you don't want to. It's yeah, like they're like I can hear him recording on the other end of this tapped line. Uh, we're gonna we're just gonna bother him right now yeah. while it's on the table. And I usually mm-hmm. keep my phone off the table for that exact reason. So I'm I'm failing big time today. Yeah. But Chris Carr, who is usually our uh, our co-host here on Tuesdays, or he's a guest host on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. he just had his uh, his second child. So. Yeah. What's uh, what's Shiloh Alexander Shiloh. Carr. Shiloh Alexander Carr. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hannah Claire is here now. I'm I'm so paranoid now that I'm going to screw up and say Hannah. It's okay. I again. Just I just correct it because it's like it is my first name and you call know, her I H. There's no polite way to do it. I do like the nickname HC, mm-hmm. uh, and I started using that in like Twitter handles and stuff. I like do that wear a backwards hat. I feel like dudes with backwards hats are the ones who call you by your initials. No, it's. It's <laughs> random female coworkers who insist that not you guys, mm-hmm. not at this workplace, but like that, as if I have burdened them with my name. Oh they my insist goodness. on calling me Hannah. Mm-hmm. HC was popular among, when I was a camp counselor as a teenager. It's popular among those people or like uh, random boys I went to high school with. So I guess a backwards half yeah. demographic. Sup HC? Um, Sup. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they're doing. So one guy used to call me HCB Money, and I was like, I'm oh my not God. cool enough for any of this. That is like a it. money symbol too, probably yeah. not. Yeah, oh, of Shmoney. course. Uh, Miracle, or did you message Chris? I messaged Chris earlier. I did you message him at all and ask him if he was going to be in today? Oops. I, I did. I woke up late Chris and Carr? I had a hair fiasco. Yes, miracle. Oh yeah, another thing. No, people. he's totally out. I mean, so I for, should I give some context here? Yeah, I'm yeah. a yeah. writer for TimCast.com. I, that was my next. I was literally going to say like, <laughs> and what do you do here? So keep so going. So I'm the um, head writer and sometimes senior reporter for TimCast.com. We're still mm-hmm. debating my title, but I work with Chris Carr, so it's actually an honor for me to stand in his place. Mm-hmm. I the day he and his wife went to the hospital, he sent me a message and was like, "We're at the hospital. Baby's coming today," and I was like, "Let's go." Almost uh, dead on, too, mm-hmm. right? Because I think they said the first was... Maybe the they day said it might be They said they were born. sort of somewhere between the 28th and the 1st. So, okay, you so know, perfect. In their range. I mean, these mm-hmm. things are not exact. But yeah. um, And I had asked him and his wife if they knew they were having a boy, but I said, you know, just on the off chance that you guys, surprise, have a girl, can mm-hmm. I name her? And they both looked at each other and went, I mean, I guess because they weren't willing to take this wager, but they were also pretty sure medical science had confirmed it was a boy. Yeah. But just in the off chance, yes, very scary. Yeah. Um, so that is very, like, and, and I think we'll we'll make uh, Hannah Claire here uh, a more regular uh, star. Star. We'll, we'll see how I do today. We'll see, <laughs> yeah. she, uh, I, what I like about Hannah Claire is that we get uh, we get lengthy when when we talk about this stuff uh, about anything. We've done. Very what, pe- people don't know we've done. Um, we did about. About two months of test episodes mm-hmm. uh, on our in our free time before we went live with this podcast, and Hannah Claire was very frequently uh, a contributor there. We were talking more uh, <laughs> sociopolitical terms in the in the context of Hollywood, but I, I found some good general stuff today. So I think I, I was originally she was going to come on on Thursday, then she was like Wednesday, and then I'm like, well. Chris then Carr's? he went past my desk and was like, "Okay, so we're gonna do it at one today." And I was like, "Great, excellent! I will see you upstairs." I just keep moving it up. I just keep moving it up until it's, I just it's take now. it as like a sign that you were excited to have me, and I I'm was. honored to be here. Exactly, so. that's exactly what it was. Uh, so today we're gonna talk about. Um, we've got news. Uh, Morbius has been delayed again for the seventh uh. time, uh, and there have been uh, several schools of thought on like why that is. We're also going to talk about this article I found on Logan Paul because we keep talking about Jake Paul. Um, yeah. In previous segments. Let's but talk about the better brother. The, what Miracle <laughs> considers to be the better brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some comments uh, Lamar Odom made about social media that I found very 
worth debate or worth, worth discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, Carly Lloyd, who is uh, a member of the U.S. Women's National Team for soccer, quit Twitter because celebrities, even faux celebrities like athletes, uh, like uh, you know, mid-level athletes. That's me, not mid-level, but uh, not pro sport, but like Olympic-level athletes. Not really the same thing. They're called amateur athletes. Yeah, they're still considered technically amateurs. Well, it's because they're not being paid. It's not like an insult. It's just a technicality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They're not allowed. Like only certain sports allow pro athletes to be. uh, Like we let the basketball players. uh, The U.S. basketball team is allowed to compete in the Olympics, but in general. Uh, like like I still I'm from Minnesota and I remember the U.S. women the women's the U.S. men's hockey team winning the 1980 Olympics. I wasn't born yet, but that's a big thing because the head coach was from Minnesota, mm-hmm. and all those players were not NHL level players. They were all just you know good old boys from good very, old boys. Break <laughs> them off of some. You just uh, smack them on the head. Go like you're a good boy. That's not really where that statement comes. I from. I know, but, yes. but I just imagine weird things. Okay. Yes, she does. Um, and then we are also going to discuss Keanu Reeves and the fact that Keanu Reeves is I, what was the quote I heard earlier, and we'll He's probably hear later. Patron saint. saint of excellence for anyone who's seen Bill and Ted. So we're going to get into all those things. You and quote that movie a lot. No, I don't. I I quote Wayne's World a lot. I don't quote Bill and Ted that much. I say mm. dude a lot, but that's a joke. That's me kidding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Andy got upset with me because I've never seen Wayne's World. And he's like, you I, need to see it so you understand what Brett is talking about. This is true. Uh, I speak in I speak in Wayne's World quotes. Wayne your knees. Wayne. <laughs> that could be a thing. That it could, could be, a, be thing. a thing. It's a known thing. I make up words and I bring back old words too. Miracle does love to bring up words. So yeah. uh, I see we just get right into it. And uh, I want to talk about the Morbius delay. Uh, here because there's a lot of interesting theories as to why this is. Now, we'll start with what we originally thought last night was mm-hmm. basically when we were um, we were just like we were discussing what we were going to go see for movies this week, right? Yeah. Uh, we found uh, that the site that we go to for warehouse.com, which is like where most of the movies we go to a theater called Warehouse Ten yeah. around here. Uh, That's so great. They were yes, it has reclining seats. I've been. It's great. We we Mm -hmm. love the reclining seats. Highly recommend Warehouse 10 if you're looking for someone to sponsor. I highly recommend this podcast. That would be amazing. They patron you regularly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I want to go. Yeah, because we were planning to go for 3.55. Yep. Well, and we're going to. So now Mm -hmm. I don't know if I gave... I I put the update in the company Slack or in in the podcast Slack. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday... All the showtimes after the seventh were off. Like there was no showtimes or any movies being played for. So originally, what we thought was uh, COVID, uh, because they just the reinstituted, uh, they just reinstituted um, mandates here uh, where we where we live. Uh, so we're like, are, are the studios like just gonna pull a bunch of stuff? You know, or, right. or like is this gonna be like some weird nationwide thing? I was thinking back to like when, like right before COVID happened, there was a chart of like all these CEOs that stepped down from their companies right before COVID happened. So they clearly had... They're like, I they, don't want to deal with this. Exactly. So, so they could, but they I clearly had... tired. They had for, uh, foregone, for, you know, information that hadn't been released to the public that they were given specially that allowed them to make those decisions for themselves. There's no way that many companies, I think it was like 40 companies, mm-hmm. uh, like had their CEOs leave before, before COVID mandates or any, before the public knew about it, but definitely before government intervention was there. So I thought maybe it had to do with that. But I think now, because I checked back today and warehouse theaters back, now all the dates are back up through the 16th. So everyone here mm-hmm. was being weirdo, um, conspiracy. conspiracy. Uh, everyone here had a tin, this is not tinfoil. 
This is just a regular hat, baby. Here. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was the only one. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. That doesn't. That seems ridiculous. I think we're to just me. primed right now to look for like, how is my life going to be disrupted? Well, because South Park. Are yeah. you familiar with their special, the COVID special? No. So the COVID special, they kind of predicted in the future there's going to be another shutdown. So yeah. and like everybody's wearing. That's um, like predicting the sun's going to come up. I mean, <laughs> exactly. come on, like. They're, well, they're running out of ideas. Yeah. I mean, you can read all the projections of like, like, I think I saw the CDC said it was going to like the uh, Omicron variant is going to peak by the end of January. So maybe like oh. using your theory of being like, oh, so like they're not showing movies because that's when most people will be sick. So it's not worth releasing because a ton of movies got delayed because yes. of um, like, what was that one with Ryan Reynolds in it? Or is that the one? Free Guy? Yeah. That was the one that came out. It was this like a year. like no, it was like yeah, maybe that was it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't go to the movies. She's she's not uh she I'm she, she, she lo- this is the same person who I kid you not, I when I when I uh, when I pulled the entire house about their favorite Christmas movies, she had to like took she took all day <laughs> and wrote a list and then went through a bunch of like previous lists to make sure she didn't miss any. Because she can't make anything easy. Look, I just like to make a fully informed decision, and it's difficult for me. It's actually like uh, going to a bookstore and buying books. Like, if you're going to buy a ticket to a movie, and there are five movies playing, like, I get too indecisive. I don't want to spend the money and sit and, like, spend my time at a movie that then is going to be bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would like sure. to wait for other people to tell me how it is. And then by that yeah. point, like, you don't have the motivation to go, and none of your friends, your friends have already gone without you. And so yep. I just never see movies. It's yep. really what that You should means. just show up to the times when we see the movie i've done that a couple times with the company that will like go do stuff and it's the most helpful thing if someone could mm-hmm. just decide exactly when and where yeah and what make the decision I'm for seeing, you i'll go yeah but if i have to make a decision by myself it's like a three-day research it's like project. it'll it can be like your your new uh like your dating interview like you're like we're gonna go see a movie and then he has to pick the movie and the time and he has to make all the decisions otherwise you're like i just don't know he's too indecisive yeah. for me well i like making decisions when i want to make them but i don't like making decisions that i have to make when i don't want to make them exactly so this article says that uh morbius uh pushes the release date for jared leto's marvel film it is not a marvel film it is a sony film featuring a marvel character i will correct that every time because it's very annoying uh sony has pushed back the release date for the marvel film morbius starring academy award winner jared leto uh while the columbia pictures title was previously scheduled to open on january 28th it is now going to hit theaters and imax premium large formats on april 1st so quite a few months there. Uh, deadline here is that one factor motivating the push for with Sony's huge continuing success with Spider-Man No Way Home, which just crossed 1.4 billion at the at the box office, I believe, uh, and it says uh, which has established itself as the highest-grossing film of 2021, uh, and just in December it released in December 17th and it became the highest grossing movie of 2021 uh, the Tom Holland pick has thus far grossed 1.37 billion this article is a day old it's, it's past that now yeah. it now looks to continue to do big business on screens previously saved for Morbius that's one of the things now I think this is actually clearly more a business decision because they didn't realize how popular this movie was going to be hmm. so the idea is that since Sony released uh, Spider-Man and Morbius is also a Sony release it'll be at the tail end of, so- of the Spider-Man Spider-Man run, but theaters that would be dedicated to Spider-Man theoretically would be removed 
to t- to make room for Morbius as yeah. it's coming out. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, like when we do box, I, I talk about the box office on Sundays uh, mm-hmm. for the Monday show, and the, one of the things you have to look at is like it shows you not just how much money the the, mo- the movie made, but how many theaters it was in, what the box office dropped from week to week is, and one of the things that's in that is how many theaters less. Will right. it be in from one week to the next? Right. So that could be a reason. Another reason, uh, from what I understand, is that th- there's timeline issues all over the place. So they want to uh, reestablish what this movie is supposed to mean within this universe, meaning that uh, Spider-Man is owned by Sony, but is being lent out to Marvel Studios mm-hmm. to use as a character, even though Sony spends $75 million, or 70, excuse me, 75% of the production budget comes from Sony, 25% comes from Marvel, but all that really means is that Marvel characters that are not owned by Sony are in that film, meaning Doctor Strange, uh, Happy, and then who was the other one that we, and Wong. Wong, Uh, which yesterday, we apologize again, we forgot about Doctor Strange. That was the whole plot of the movie. Two days ago, I I think. But the, the point was that they don't need Marvel anymore, which we talked about the other day. Uh, the main characters other than Doctor Strange in that movie were all Sony-owned, and the timeline is now all over the place because in the trailer for Morbius, and I'm sorry if I'm being weirdly long-winded here, uh, it shows both the Sam Raimi Spider-Man on a poster, but it shows Vulture, who is a, uh, who is a, a Sony property, uh, a Sony character, but then also includes uh, references to Tom Holland in past other scenes. I think they're actually postponing to do reshoots and make a more uh, Sony-centric story and kind of push away from the Marvel mm-hmm. elements because they don't need Marvel's uh, characters anymore. It would be fascinating if they sort of just phase out anything Marvel. So they have. To, I assume they pay That's, them for like the rights to the characters. No, they bought. They bought the rights to, to oh, Spider-Man. So. The, the characters they own, they bought years and years ago before Marvel became successful. But you were saying there's kind of a blend. Like uh, some are Marvel, still Marvel-owned and some are Sony-owned? So basically, uh, Sony, Marvel has the rights to use the Spider-Man character in their movies, meaning like Avengers movies, or if he appears in regular Marvel Studios movies. But if it's a Spider-Man movie, that is 75% funded by, Mar- by Sony, 25% by Marvel, because there's other Marvel characters in mm-hmm. there, and they want to cut of those profits Um, but in general that character is not owned by Marvel anymore Uh, Spider-Man is owned by Sony because back before Marvel Studios became popular Marvel uh, Comics was struggling and they had to sell the film rights to a lot of their most popular characters to be able to keep the company afloat. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, meaning yeah. that, uh, that the big one everyone remembers is Wolverine was sold to 20th Century Fox, uh, then 20th yes, Century everyone Studios. everyone remembers that. Uh, I remember that like uh, it was yesterday. People, uh, people like, uh, okay, I apologize. Not just teasing uh, you. Uh, like, but the, the big ones were uh, Wolverine, the Fantastic Four, uh, there other ones? X-Men. X-Men were all sold off along with Spider-Man, uh, which is why it was made a big deal that uh, that the Avengers was able to become as successful as it was because it essentially was all B-list characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that it's a bigger deal, they want to... Uh, I think that Sony realizes they don't need to use the juggernaut that is Marvel anymore. They can just do their own do mm-hmm. their own thing. So I think the reshoots are in are going to be used to clear up any of those timeline and continuity errors and make it a more streamlined Sony own uh, Sony own picture. Yeah, um, and it makes more sense because Venom is not going Tom Hall, um, not Holland Hardy. He's not going to be in the Marvel version. So yeah, exactly. So he was. So it's going to make more sense. They'll probably work to work. Uh, they'll mm-hmm. probably work to bring Tom Hardy's Venom into that movie. Mm-hmm. 
uh, rather than worry about whether he has to interact with other Marvel characters. Exactly. So, but I just thought it was interesting because a lot of this that you know, it's very easy to think that it has to do with Omicron because then there's another article, another article here. It says, "Does the latest Morbius release date, release date shift mean more box office delays are on the way?" That's a good question. I, I tend to believe that it's probably got more to do with the fact that they want to make this movie successful, especially with what now? This is its seventh delay. Yeah. So with the success of the previous movie uh, of Spider-Man, why release something that is confusing to the audience, right? So uh, they want to make it their own project. Hmm. So this article is from comicbook.com and it says, on Monday, movies were hit, movie fans were hit with some surprising and disappointing news. Sony announced that the release date for Morbius had been delayed once again. Uh, and it says, if Morbius is the first film to be shifted due to Omicron, the next question is what other films are likely to get pushed as well. Again, this is all speculation, but given the, the, what Dr. Fauci has said, that uh, the new wave of the pandemic is likely to peak by the end of January, we're probably looking at films set in January and February releases uh, that, that, are like, that are the ones that are most likely to be delayed. That would include films like Scream, which is supposed to come out on January 14th, Jackass Forever on February 4th, Uncharted is February 11th, so most of those uh, February dates are more likely to be switched if they're worried about a, if a lot of theaters and major markets shut down, there's no reason to put it out because it right. stifles the amount of income. And you're because just hurting your own performance. Once that movie's out, you never get a second chance at a good first impression. You mm -hmm. can't re-release it and get the same hype. Oh, well, and they always go back to, well, on the weekend it was released, here are the box office numbers. Yep. You can't be like, but that was COVID. Th but that was one of the many... Like, it's a marketing tool. It just tool. is what it is. It's yeah. a marketing tool. Well, and I think for the directors, I mean, you, you probably know more about this than I do, but like, they're able to go for their next project and say, yeah. look, I produced, um, you know, Jackass Forever and it did this well like I deserve this much more funding from whatever like yep. from the studio who's funding their next project and the actors don't want it to be uh, to be mi to be uh, mixed because a lot of their revenue or a lot of their income comes off of uh, performance uh, bonuses mm. meaning that a movie does well uh, Scarlett Johansson just won a lawsuit with Disney over uh, they released Black Widow in March and March or April and that movie she had a like I think it was like uh, another 50 million on the line that had to do with how well it did at the box office, mm -hmm. but they released the movie on Disney Plus as well. So it stifles the box office by releasing it in two markets and then they get to not pay her for that right. even though it was in the contract and she won that lawsuit. They did settled she, they settled with the her terms? Court. Like did they say that because it had performed well on Disney Plus she was just as entitled or did they just settle? No, they settled because they feel it, bre it breached contract because it was supposed to be a theatrical release only and then they changed uh, mm -hmm. it because uh, of COVID uh, restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, and the day and date release model has proven to be a pretty big failure. Like Matrix uh, is already like bottomed out it's going to lose like 200 million dollars and that's because one nobody wanted a new matrix movie but two you lose a lot of viewers by people who just stay home and watch it on disney plus or right. on, on hbo max also the moment that video comes out on any streaming service a clean cut perfectly done pirated copy is immediately online and a lot of people just won't right. you know just don't even want to pay for hbo max so you know well again we never don't sail the high seas. Never sail the high seas. You're not a pirate. I am not a pirate. I don't think Hannah Claire knows what we're talking about here. I understand what okay. pirating <laughs> is. So I, I get you. Well, it's, it's a Pirate Bay reference. Look, look uh, I don't understand movies, but I, I can understand wordplay. But I yeah. know. She's like, I, I can wordplay with just the Just make sure you just don't get scurvy on, on the way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No scurvy. Arr. 
<laughs> Scoby R. I, exactly. Uh, so I, I think what they're doing here is very smart. I don't know how much this is going to... It'll be interesting to see if any other movies get moved. Uh, Morbius has a lot more to lose, so that one probably makes the most sense. Scream... I, I bet you they keep Scream at the date it's at, mm-hmm. and I bet you they keep Jack. I, there's no reason to move Jackass forever. That movie's not going to be expected to make like a ton of money. Uncharted, I could see them moving. Yeah, because possibly because Tom Holland is such a draw. Mm-hmm. I wonder too. You know, should the variant? You know, things shift all the time and policy change. Like if those markets don't shut down, who's going to be sort of the last one? Yeah, to yep. pull their cards off the table. Yep. Uh, they don't. Want, I mean, just as like. They don't want to have a movie go out when nothing is open. They don't want to not have something in the theaters if people are there. If if major markets don't close and everyone else has pulled their stuff, Jackass Forever may do extremely well because there's nothing else to go see. Yeah, that's that's a real possibility. Uh, another thing is like it depends on the market, right? Mm-hmm. So California, New York, you're you're always risking shutdowns there, mm-hmm. but they're major movie markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have to worry about you know say these studios get any type of like heads up notice, it's like we're going to be shutting down on this date. You know they're like, well, I don't care if you shut down in Boise, Idaho, but mm-hmm. shutting back down in in uh, Los Angeles, California you know that's going to hurt our bottom line our mm-hmm. bottom line way more mm-hmm. it's also proof that whether we like to admit it or not uh, america is still the premier box office place for, yeah, Amer- for, for sure. american movies uh i think i read last year that china came in second in the box office and that was almost all on their own movies because mm-hmm. uh, they let very few american movies in per sure. year um but it will be interesting to see and we'll probably do more updates as this goes along uh mm-hmm. if more movies get moved we'll see but i really do think it has more to do with reconnecting it uh to the to the sony films and getting it away from the marvel fi- getting venom uh or i'm sorry getting morbius reconnected to the you know to the sony universe and getting yeah. it away from uh marvel studios well so. i think people will be excited no matter what because like morbius like as you said was moved seven times so people yep. are excited to see it no matter what but people are not excited seeing logan paul not smoking <laughs> uh I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily true i mean is, is that kind of on brand for him well like i feel like ever since vine went down like vine. nobody thinks he's funny anymore he, you think, I, have you watched him on Vine, like the original days? I, I was not a huge fan, but I know who he is, mm-hmm. and I know that he started on Vine. Uh, the Paul brothers as a concept are just fascinating to me. How so? I think that they, I mean, I, I'm not by any means the expert in this, but they were one of the early, like, if you think of original YouTube fame or, like, internet fame, I think they are one of the earliest. They're the bro-comedian Kardashians. Right. They're and incredible businessmen. They've been doing it for, like, at least a decade, right? Yep. Across all the platforms. Yep. Um, but it, there must be just be such a cult of personality. And if, like, I don't want to jump They're ahead. They're incredible but, businessmen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, can you imagine... That you have to be interesting all the time, but also you're not interesting because of, like... Like, you're interesting because you do weird sort of unusual things or because you're, like, kind of willing to throw your weight into someone's face. I Mm -hmm. mean, which one just, like, told Dana White that he would quit boxing? Jake. 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 He's like bartering with the head of yep. UFC. Like, but that's genius. This guy and started on Vine. Doing it publicly, not doing it through email, not doing it through a message to, to Dana White's assistant. No, I mean, I'm not surprised that it's public. The, the, his whole thing is that he has built clout. He has followers who want to see what he's going to do next. Yep. And so, you know, bartering a deal with the UFC president, like, 
it has to be public. If he had done it quietly, that would not be on brand for him. No, it wouldn't. Uh, and I think in some ways, like everything they do, I can't imagine that kind of pressure. Everything mm-hmm. they do has to be public, even when it's bad. Yep. So. Uh, I, I don't know. Like to me, it's it's kind of fascinating because first of all, it is kind of like getting paid. Like you've built a brand where like you're famous for being like, like people wanting to see you get punched in the face. Like, like a, a lot of people will go but pay some money. people root for him to p- throw the punch. Like it's mm-hmm. weird. There are people who stand by or support them, right? As much as they want them to get punched, they also don't want them to get like knocked out. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. But this was interesting because this, it goes along with what you were saying about like, it had to be about like where your whole life is like your brand is that it's, it's sharing your life almost 24 seven. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says Logan Paul has revealed in this article is from lad Bible. It says Logan Paul has revealed, uh, how his hardest week of 2021 came right at the end of the year. Uh, right as the year drew to a close saying that it happened just as he gave up smoking weed on Christmas Eve. Uh, I, Doing that during the holidays, I don't know how if he had relatives in town or if he had to deal. He's not married, I don't think, so I don't know if he has in-laws. But you or maybe know. it's just because it's like the next day you're so busy with your mm-hmm. family, it's an easy way to be like, dude. There's a picture in here that spoke to me because uh, I, I've been through. Uh, I, I'm sober for several years now, but there's a picture of him like his eyes are just super like look taped open and he's mm-hmm. clearly like taking a bath and I don't know if any of you have any you can see on the screen right now yeah, like mm-hmm. you, you Han, Han, yeah Hannah Claire cannot see it but mm-hmm. he's like, th- like he's doing this in if, the bathtub if you have ever if you've yeah. ever known anyone that's gone through any type of substance abuse or anything like that or withdrawals from any chemical mm-hmm. that's something like you'll take like five baths or six baths in a day because it like regulates your body temperature and it can stop your heart from, pal- from mm-hmm. having palpable Expectations, uh, and it's like sometimes the only piece you'll get. Mm-hmm. So that spoke to me because, like, first of all, I laugh when people say like uh, weed isn't addictive uh, yeah, or, or drug. I'm like, yes, uh, is it as addictive as other things? No, of course not. But uh, right here, he says, uh, <laughs> "Well, and you can have a dependency on so many things yep. that are illegal or you know not considered addictive." Substances. You can have a, a, a dependency on stuff that's legal. You just have access to it, so you don't think about it, right? So it says the YouTuber recalled how giving up weed just before Christmas led to pretty nasty withdrawals, including appetite loss and insomnia, things that didn't get any better at New Year's when he found himself suffering from food poisoning, which he claims he vomited more than 40 times. Paul wrote a super, uh, super fun New Year's story. I quit smoking weed on December 24th, been having some pretty nasty withdrawals, loss of appetite, insomnia, extreme irritability. Oh, I feel you, brother. Uh, <laughs> by, by far the hardest week of 2021 for me. Then yesterday on New Year's Eve, Eve, I got food poisoning, which was odd because all I had was a tiny croissant and a latte in the morning. I, I bet you it was just his body just reacting. Actually still He's withdrawal. actually still yeah. withdrawals. Uh, and uh, that combination just didn't agree with him. Uh, it says, I threw up 40 times and spent the evening sweating in bed and all the pharmacies were closed so I couldn't get any medicine. I don't think there would have been any medicine that could have helped him. Like anti-nausea stuff? Maybe. Yeah, like maybe would have helped. But uh, I was so dehydrated that I begged the only emergency ambulance in the city to hook me up with an IV so that I could replenish and go out with my friends. They said it wasn't possible because <laughs> he they... He begged the only emergency ambulance in the to give him IV so he could go out? 
out with his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a little bit not so self aware there. Yeah, I mean he's like uh, it's pro- but probably it's on brand for like he's probably got to yeah. do stuff like well, that. He has to go he, out with his friends. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve. It's literally his job to, to I'm just do this. Of, I mean, uh, like I don't know, man. The I, I'm guessing he looks at it more in a business sense. Than, yeah, but that guy dying of an opioid overdose is yes. like I don't need it, man. Uh, exactly. I don't have anywhere to be next. So he's like he, he wanted them to give him an IV drip, and he probably would have paid cash, but no way they're going to allow that to happen for insurance reasons or, or you know legal Bye, reasons uh, so it says uh, they said it wasn't possible unless they took me to the hospital and obviously F that in an attempt to initiate he's gotta the, go out with the, his friends mm-hmm. in an attempt to rally initiate the rally of the century I managed to put on my suit and go to the party for 10 minutes before I realized my fate was sealed Aww. that is crazy like you like a lot of times in the world if you're if you're struggling with something just going out and changing your environment uh, and putting new stimuli in front of you is enough to help mm-hmm. and if not even that is enough to make him uh, snap out of it and go to... Like, he could have gone and, and drank, but he was committed to, I'm guessing, to... I'm actually surprised he would want to go out to a party. I mean, like, I assume people are smoking there. I'm, like, unless he only smokes sort of privately... Yeah, at home probably uh it says as a, it says it says he says uh and i realized before t- uh, 10 minutes into the party that my fate was sealed so he even being out wasn't enough to help him he said he had to call it quits it says as i walked back home up the ice the cold icy <laughs> hill defeated and disappointed i threw up another five times in the street don't miss a didn't miss a stride so he i think he was actually going through very severe withdrawals mm-hmm. uh, as i walked back yes yeah, as paul continued coincidentally this is the third new year's eve in a row where i've been deathly ill so i theorized perhaps life has made the beginning of the past few years a nightmare for me so i appreciate the remaining 364 days mm-hmm. i considered it an involuntary reset <clears throat> having been physically and mentally humbled again it's only up it's only up from here so that's actually a pretty good take on yeah. it like those that's not an awful it says i'm feeling much better today and i know this year is going to be astronomical for me you know say whatever you want um, about people like this, but they they're willing to give you good advice. It just feels like it's coming from someone. I wish he explained a little bit more, like how long he had like been smoking for. Does he smoke all the time? Does he smoke daily? If, just, I mean, if he it's that bad, he's smoking. To be daily. fair, he doesn't owe me any information if he yeah. doesn't want to share it. But like it, when he says like it's an involuntary reset. You know, did he choose to stop smoking? Did he just run out of weed? Like mm-hmm. what's going on there? Because in some ways, like. Is it? Is he just upset that he got sick? He didn't. Th- he thought he could give it up cold turkey and just like call it a year. Sounds like he puts a lot of thought into what the beginning and the end of the year mean to him. So it might have been a. I think I bet you it was a conscious decision. Yeah. So it's uh, not really an involuntary reset. I mean, like I think in some ways he's skipping over the fact that he he is like he at, he at no point during this you know. Well, it's an involuntary being, reset in that mm-hmm. he chose to do this, but. But that's he what can't I mean. re- he can't choose what his body does. But that's what I mean. Like in I, like what I'm saying is it's sort of interesting that he's not acknowledging his own willpower in this. Yeah. I mean, he could have, if it was really that bad, he could have smoked weed. Yes, like, he could have. He could have tried to help himself. I mean, here, mm-hmm. there must, I would like to hear more about why he's choosing to do this. Yep. Again, he doesn't know it to me, but I'm just sort of curious. He could, uh, he, you know, people like, the reason I highlight these stories is because I, I do believe that there's uh, a time and place where stuff like this where uh, it's good to talk about, especially if uh, a lot of people, like you said, cult of personality, love celebrities and love to hear stuff about them. If it can reach somebody uh, and they can get something from this uh, positive, you know, in a positive light, I, I think that's worth exploring. Yeah. I think it's notable too that like I don't really watch their content, but they have sort of a like fraternity house ish oh, yeah. party vibe. Didn't they have that like hype house? And it was like 
Sounds about right. No one right. likes being mm-hmm. their neighbor because yep. they're always doing crazy stunts. Yep. Yeah. Like being able to be like, look, I intentionally take time away from that lifestyle. Like you see it all the time because that's the content I put out. But in, mm-hmm. in reality, I need a break from it. Like it sets a realistic standard to what you can put your mind and body through. And as you guys know, like living and working around here, that what people see is not necessarily the, you know, it's also a lot more work <laughs> and it's a lot less uh, glamorous. I know. Uh, people claim that we don't do much around here. Well, like, Canna Claire is not here as often, yep. but they they accuse me and Brett, not mainly me, not being a good employee. And because like, they see, like, a, a, a vlog a that consider, that that takes, like, one minute mm-hmm. of one thing that happened yeah. throughout your day. Well, yeah. and, like, I'm it's, not here because I'm at home working. Like, yeah, exactly. no one wants me to bring a vlog camera and set it up in front of my laptop when I sit. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reality of, like, we could show you B-roll of that, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not. Nobody wants to see that. It's yeah. not Nobody interesting. Just, like, the same it. way that Logan... Paul uh, is probably not explaining in detail on his vlogs or on his what social media channels. How much work goes into The conversations he has with his lawyers or his realtor or like the other stuff that go into making yep. his life. Exactly. Um, and that's why I think it's good to be like, there are other things going on. I, you know, I'm stopping smoking weed, especially if that's like a feature mm-hmm. of his personality. Yeah. Yep. I, I think a lot of it is people don't realize how much goes on behind the scenes to make uh, it, it's the difference between a world where now um, television and then the internet have kind of blurred the lines about what's real and what's not my favorite example is like have you ever seen those like really really staged videos on Instagram or on TikTok of mm-hmm. like uh, guys like uh, a, a, a a guy on a Segway comes by to like, and it's almost going to hit a girl and a guy pushes the Segway out of the way. And then the girl's like, Oh my God. And then the guy like behind the girl's back hands, the Segway dude, like $5. Cause mm-hmm. he like set it up mm-hmm. like very clearly staged, mm-hmm. but it's not, fr- it's not framed that way. It's just shown as something that happened. Like it was like, like a skit, like somehow it got caught on camera. Mm-hmm. So there's this weird blurred, uh, uh, blurred line between what reality and what is media now, mm-hmm. because the average person, uh, can go and share their everyday life on social media but when a person who's actually a personality or an influencer as mm-hmm. they like to say when they do it it's, it's literally designed to look real but is still marketing of a yeah. certain su- of a certain sort. It's like in the movies, it's the joke about like whenever there's like a pr- like a can on camera, it's like mysteriously facing exactly at the camera, so you can see the logo. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but even but far more subtle now. I like uh, when they show those like. Instagram versus realities for like home mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like you're setting up your camera, take a picture of your beautiful like yep. living room with the, especially this time of year, or yeah. like, you know, the Christmas tree and the wreath and whatever else. And I've seen a couple where they'll take the picture and it looks really nice. You know, it's a beautiful house. It looks like it should be in a magazine. It's on their Instagram. And then they'll do a video where they have that shot and then they'll pan down to where their feet are. And in the corner of the room, you can't see it's like all of their kids' toys yep. and the jackets and like whatever gets strewn around your house mm-hmm. during the day. And they're like, this is like for that one moment for that picture it's not that it isn't part of the reality i mean they really have their house decorated that way Mm -hmm. it's just that in reality like they don't want to show you their clutter in that shot Mm -hmm. and so like somebody like uh jake and logan paul their life is the image in front of the camera Mm -hmm. and then the business aspect of it that nobody sees is the stuff off to the side that goes into making it reality but isn't necessarily interesting enough to put on camera yeah i do stand by like him being like i begged the only emergency ambulance to give me an iv drip because i had to go to this party like Mm -hmm. gotta go man you know even if it is his job he's recording that night like he has a big enough network where like if you are that sick like let's just all 
say it, say it together. Like you can skip the party. Nothing yeah. is so interesting that's going to happen there. Well, you got to see his bros. You got to see the guys he sees every single day. You, you remember that news report where like he was having a party at his house and then like somebody came in with a gun. Like what? it was the police. Like they came in with a gun. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was like just a little bit, but then everybody was like, "Oh, stage." Basically, what happened was he staged all the stuff, man. Logan Paul. Oh, had a, okay. Yeah, yes. Logan. We Paul could do a whole a episode on famous YouTubers who like are mm-hmm. in scandals. Like, is this scene ska- staged or is it not? I would yeah. love to be here for this. Yeah, um, but that's, that's the world we live in now, man. We're like. Uh, People think that those people don't have talent because they're not acting in front of like a three camera setup mm-hmm. uh, where they do multiple takes. But their skill set is just different. It's not it's necessarily different. it's it's just it's more in line with modern times and modern sensibilities. Yeah. The next generation, you know, even uh, Generation Alpha will look at them the way that uh, people in my generation and earlier look at uh, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and uh, mm-hmm. and actors of that caliber. Well, and I think they are so different i think that like the people who are drawn to acting and film especially like theater are not necessarily the same personality types and have the mm-hmm. same motivations as people who want to essentially create and star in their own reality show mm-hmm. the way that people on youtube often do and it's not a dig at either one it's just a difference they're just and very I think different we are because we have more ways of distributing images and video it's not all theater release like we were just talking about yep. like there are so many ways to get content out there that the variety of content and the people needed to to make it you know we are just getting more and more categories than we could ever really see before you can do more like with your phone and uh, a setup at home and uh, and a wealth of creativity than could be done ever in the past because of how many layers go into studio uh, you know when something gets made it goes from a person who who you know, comes up with an idea mm-hmm. to a script writer, from script writer to a supervisor. It gets approved. It goes through rewrites. Through rewrites, it goes into storyboarding. From storyboarding, it goes into visual design. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many steps to it now. It's It feels almost, in a way, both more staged, but also more pure mm-hmm. when somebody just does it at home on their own, on mm-hmm. their phone, or with their DSLR. But it's yeah. interesting to me because, like, you know, an actor wouldn't necessarily, even if they... Didn't Justin Bieber say he like quit weed? He used to smoke it all the time. Like, yeah. you know, someone who's a performer in a more traditional Hollywood sense that we expect music or movies yep. could do the same thing that Logan Paul has in quitting or weed and having a horrible time mm-hmm. and withdrawals and whatever mm-hmm. else. But Logan Paul's brand and content is based on his life. But what I find interesting, and as far as I know, I don't follow it that intensely, mm-hmm. is that he didn't, you know, do a vlog of like, the week I quit weed, he there, could have. There's a picture. Uh, you, like, we I, actually, I can go back to the. Uh, the it's funny because that was actually one of the things I noticed. There's a photo from the uh, from the like. It's him like bent over a sink. He's like mm-hmm. looks like he's stealing his resolve. He's like I don't feel good. But like who I took that? Get, who, I gotta get to this but party. I, but I gotta get to this party. Who took that photo? It's well, so it's weird. Just, it's funny because they always take like glamour shots like that. You remember when Selena Gomez got that photo of her and her best friend above their gurneys. Oh, yeah, when they were about to do the the surgery. Yeah. I thought it was so funny because, like, who has the time to take a photo right above you? Yeah. You're hanging out there Mm -hmm. for a while. I mean, people have, like, pictures with their grandparents in hospice, you know, holding their hands. Like, we do, we don't... I don't know. Do you want that photo? Like mm-hmm. we didn't cover. We were going to cover the one that Joey B. Toons did of the woman who took like the the photos at her mm-hmm. dad's 
a funeral. Yeah, oh, Rick and I've Morty seen made fun so of it. So many pictures of like mm. parents who lose children who take like family photos in front of their other child's casket, and mm-hmm. like, I guess, do you smile in those photos? No, you you're not. Well, that's but the, they the, do. That's they're, the like, reason we're they made celebrating a- their life, which like again, I don't really want to tell people how to live. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've said that yet on this podcast, but on the other hand, like. We really don't know when and where cameras should or shouldn't be anymore because mm-hmm. they are everywhere. Yep. Well, have you read this article where this mom, basically her daughter was like two years old during this time and like she was like framing that her daughter was dead. So like how she did it, she made the photo shoot look like her daughter was like a ghost. But then later you find out that the mom did kill the, mo- um, the kid. Oh, wow. She killed it just so it can align with the story weird yeah but like the whole photo shoot that she did she was like scanning like she was kneeling on a plot of ground saying this is where my daughter is buried and like it has the daughter as like a silhouette like ghosty kind of filter and like later they found out dude you murdered your own daughter yep and she was like well i i just wanted to be consistent and i'm like dude I, I can't believe that people actually have kids so they can That's have, just evil though. That's yeah. have clout like different. that. Yeah. But I think I mean like in the way that I keep talking about this mm-hmm. one line where he's like, I just had to beg the ambulance to come <laughs> to, so I could go to this party. Like <coughs> for him, Brett said to me, but mm-hmm. maybe he's like maybe he has to be there. Maybe it's a paid appearance or mm-hmm. like yep. maybe he they're filming it, so that's mm-hmm. like their revenue. But on the other hand, like he his reality is so disconnected from you know the way someone else would live that mm-hmm. to be like you would deprive an actual emergency <coughs> of an ambulance so you could get an iv to go to a party mm-hmm. but like for him this is like it old him not being able to go out when he needs to or wants to might be you know an emergency in his life mm-hmm. i am not sure i consider it a real life emergency this woman being like well it makes sense in my reality that i needed to kill my daughter like no it doesn't mm-hmm. but like people get so lost in what they are trying to create or what they want to do. Do all ambulance visits end up in hospitals? No. No. Okay. So uh, if not all ambulance visits end up in hospitals, if, if we're taking that to its logical conclusion, he just saw it as like, uh, can I pay out of pocket for this? Because they do do, there's concierge ambulance services. Yeah, I was going to say, there's like, I mean, especially in LA, like there are places that you can just go get an IV drip if you want one. COVID might prevent. Uh, no, a lot. Might, of, I mean, the uh, ones in DC were still open. Yeah. Because so it's all medically, I mean, all the rules that apply for sterile needles apply and are not affected by COVID. Like everyone wears a mask and whatever else. Yep. But like if he felt so dehydrated, like. You could just go get one. People get yep. those when they're really hungover. I don't know why. But it was New Year. It was Christmas Eve, so likely everything New was Year's shut down. He had to go to that party. Yes, because he had to go to that party, <laughs> I'm not right? Let this go. So, uh, so most likely every one of the concierge ones was closed because they got good yeah. money. They don't need to be open on. <laughs> I think he would have had a better chance, and I can't say for sure. Mm-hmm. Calling a private IV service. And being like, I'll pay you double mm-hmm. than trying to bug an ambulance about it. Yeah, he's like, not clear-headed again, in this sense. If you're listening, hire me as your business manager. I got I'm you. Apparently good at that. No, I'm just kidding. Plus, uh, if we're being honest, he's going through what he's going through. He's not in his right mind. Not con- he's not thinking clearly. Which also makes me think that like going to his party was not like a professional obligation because mm-hmm. he probably has a handler and a personal assistant and a bunch of people who could have been like, we have to get him there. We will figure it out mm-hmm. if that was like. He just wants to go, which like when you're sick, you're sick and you got to quit it sometimes. I can yeah. respect, I can respect the, the, like the, the drive to need, you know, we, the, the beastie boys fought for his right to party and he is not going to take that lightly. Or is he 
deeply insecure and he really needs to be with people at all times because he cannot be alone with his own There was a guy taking a picture of him stealing his resolve so over his kitchen sink. Never, he was already with never people. Never wouldn't have been alone. Like, I don't know. Well, I thought... But good for him for quitting. I thought leave. Logan's never alone because he always has his posse. But that's like the thing. Like, if all of his friends were like, well, it's New Year's Eve and you're sick, boss. Like, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. Like, he would have... What if that was like the first time? What if New Year's Eve is the only time he would be alone unless he was majorly ill or at a party and mm-hmm. he's like, I can't have... I have to be one or the other. That way I'm never alone. Yeah. I don't know him at all. I want to disclose that this is no psychological <laughs> advice. From yeah, me. well, I don't know because like, the whole family is kind of insane there are people who really just can't like mm-hmm. they have to learn to like be by themselves yep mm-hmm. that's it's that's weird to me because i'm like i'm like i'm always by my <laughs> yeah i'm always I mean, by myself the pendulum springs and sprint swings both ways right there mm-hmm. are people who only ever want to leave alone because they feel so self-conscious or anxious around people and they don't need to then there are people who can't be alone ever because that fear of missing out or that mm-hmm. fear of like yeah fear of missing out or just thing. having to sit alone and think about your life mm-hmm. like I love that. I do it all the time. But there are some people who just can't. Yeah, FOMO is really bad, especially like when you use social media a lot. Like it causes you to like be a little bit crazy about Mm -hmm. it. And like I love how like celebrities now are coming out saying like I'm quitting social media, especially like um, Odom right here. Oh yeah, like I would if I was if I was a celebrity, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. do any. I I wouldn't have any social media at all. Yeah, like it's so bad for you. Uh, um, There's no upside. And Ashley Olsen don't have any, or they didn't. I think one of them is on now or whatever. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, the skinny twins. Iconic. Seriously, there. Do I know who the? (laughs) Look, I just you're you're an old man. I just want to make sure. I'm just kidding. I grew Um, up with Full House. Are you kidding me? It's a classic Mm -hmm. and. And they also transcended a lot of age groups because they had their books and then they just did so much like fashion and whatever else. Mm-hmm. They did I a collaboration. I saw that movie where they were in Paris. They did a collaboration with Sephora and they like took over their Instagram handle for a day and like released their first public selfie and it got so many views. People really interacted. It got a lot mm-hmm. of engagement because they limit their exposure to social media. Yep. Yeah. It's so, the opposite. Like people who get famous off of other platforms have an ability to limit their social media in a way that people who develop their platform from social media are yeah because like logan paul how he started his career it was through vine and then when vine shut down he was popular on youtube until the japanese suicide for it uh for us and then yeah it was a rough time for him but then after that he made a combat combat comeback um from boxing well and that was all of these Mm -hmm. brothers them were like well we're gonna pivot to sports yeah the way that like they are now establishing a following through sports because they Mm -hmm. prove that they are like I don't. I don't really follow it, but like they're yeah. okay, right? They're not. Yeah. Awful. Well, Logan Paul now has his own podcast where he talks about like his transition a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'd never got into it, but I'm kind of happy that like he's doing it in, in a healthier way. But still, I I think social media is kind of poison. Yeah. Uh, Whereas like like sorry, I know he's mm-hmm. coming up on your list, Lamar Odom. Yeah. Yes. Sort of. He was an interesting basketball player. He had a, a career that looked like it was going to go well, mm-hmm. and then it seemed like it didn't. Yeah. But during that time, he hooked up with reality tv star chloe kardashian yeah. which is an interesting blend of having mm-hmm. a platform that is not related to social media but then also the reason the kardashians grew so intensely is because they also developed a following on social media that's, they that's why i wanted to talk about exposure. this yeah that's why because yeah. I, uh, I would actually put the the pauls in, in line with kind of uh with the kardashians as far mm-hmm. as how they market themselves oh did you see the article where like um chloe kardashian now has like um like her new guide like has oh like, i want to talk about this all the time yeah but uh i i thought these comments we'll get to we'll get to we'll, yeah, we'll work go it ahead. in uh these comments from lamar odom called social media a lethal drug which i thought was a perfect 
way to talk about this in conjunction with what we were just talking yeah, about. I preach it all the time. Um, about after Taraji P. Henson comments go viral again, it says, I was falling in love with another woman named Khloe Kardashian, he says in the clip. Lamar Odin says he's continuing to choose the high road after old comments he made about Taraji P. Henson resurfaced on social media. In 2019, Lamar Odin sat down with the TV ones uncensored to give an interview about why he believed his relationship with the 51-year-old actress came to an end. The former NBA player and the Empire actress began dating in She's 51? She Breaking looks, news. Breaking news. Brett she, found out true age of a celebrity. She's in a show. She was in a show called Person of Interest that I yeah. absolutely love. And she does not look. Uh, that show ran from 2012 to 2015. Black Don't Crack. 2016. Down. So she would have been, wow, looking good for her age. That was very nice. That was that sound that comes off as mean, but it's not meant to be mean. It's, it's, okay. It's so mean. what did Lamar mm-hmm. okay, say so, about her? So he says uh, the former NBA player and Empire actress began dating in 2009 after meeting at a party and separated the same year, right around the same time, right around the time that Odom met Khloe Kardashian. In the clip, uh, Odom refu- re- reflects on how he had decided to end his relationship with Henson and his and his regrets on how he handled their inevitable breakup. I met Taraji at an HBO at an HBO party. I met her and we hit it off right away. Odom explains, and I just wish I would have done things differently with her she was a little older than me but i learned a lot from her because uh that was the most significant relationship as a grown-up that i had had with a black woman the things that uh, things ended with taraji because of me being an immature punk i didn't know how to tell her that i was falling in love with another woman named chloe kardashian he added uh when the short clip started popping up all over social media again more than two years later lamar took to instagram to shut it down i see the tabloids are clout chasing to gain followers it's 2022 cut the games he posted on january 2nd why is an interview from 2019 being shown and replayed he captioned the post why are my royal where are my royalties since it seems as if i'm in syndication taraji p henson i have nothing but love for you always uh I have nothing but love for you always. Let's not feed the masses. Social media is worse than... He knows a reality TV show word. Social media is worse than the most lethal drug. We've become addicted to fake news, gossip, lies, the 42-year-old concluded. We We make negativity and violence trending topics. Uh, double-edged sword I'm going to continue to choose the high road if you know me then you know uh, Odom's comments about the split uh, in the uncensored interview differ from the account he gave in his memoir Darkness to Light <coughs> where he said that the pair broke up uh, after he wouldn't go to China with Taraji P. Anson when she, while she filmed The Karate Kid worrying that he wouldn't be able to feed his cocaine addiction while overseas I'm just saying it could be because that Karate Kid movie was so awful that maybe mm-hmm. he just didn't want to go and be around it. I think there just yeah. could be lots of reasons for breakups. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I get what he's saying there. People are like, there's one reason we broke up and one reason only. I'm often like, well, I sort of doubt it. What he said is actually a, a thing that happens. Like there was a lot of things that I couldn't do at times because I literally had such bad addiction issues that if I was somewhere where I wouldn't be able to have access to it, I would start to get sick mm-hmm. and it would literally... Um, impact my ability to do whatever I was there to do. Mm-hmm. So that's realistic. But I, I do believe that what he's saying is real. I see all the time where social media, cl- where clips from old interviews just end up being reposted by sites mm-hmm. uh, for no reason other than it gets views and clicks. And they do that a lot with really, really controversial or out of context statements. So that's not hard to believe. Like imagine like you're the, like you say something really negative one day, right? And everyone kind of drags you for it. Like you're at the, we're at work here and you're like, Oh, and you say something. And then like a month later, we're all downstairs and somebody's like, Hey, remember when you said this to this person Mm -hmm. and they just bring it up out of nowhere. That's kind of what this is like. Mm -hmm. It's like that. um, I think because celebrities are like, whatever that constitutes tv actors reality tv stars instagram people like 
because they function in some people's mind the way fictional characters do they're so exactly. not real that like you could go back and reread your favorite book and be mm-hmm. like i'm still mad about that thing mr darcy said yeah but like on the other <laughs> hand i think we forget that the internet is forever like there are so many times that people are like can you believe they are resharing this thing that i mm-hmm. said several years ago and like we just need to remember as a collective that like the internet just because you delete it or because you feel differently like things go away they, they might die down they might be buried in your twitter feed but they are still a reality and tied mm-hmm. to your name and i don't think that we have as a culture adapted to coming out to being like oh i have evolved since i said that or i mm-hmm. have like I, at one time in my life i believe this and i now mm-hmm. believe that you're not forgiven anyways nobody you're not allowed to be you're not you allowed to, to well, grow and like anymore. does he need to justify a breakup from a long time ago when he got married to chloe and then they were married for several years and then they got divorced like does i get that social media is toxic but mm-hmm. like you are just getting upset about it like yeah it would be like if i was like brett but they're bringing up a they're bringing up a a tough time in his life and i'm sure he gets annoyed because then people start asking people who never knew this story then start asking him about it it's like now i have to i have to explain this shitty time in my life again but does he have to i absolutely he maybe he feels like he has to i think Um, that's the answer though i think we all social media makes us feel obligated to respond mm -hmm. or justify ourselves and we we are actually not twitter has turned to everyone has to act like they're running for president Everyone has to like, they're like, oh, there's this, uh, uh, my favorite, I I said like when Israel-Palestine issues started coming Mm -hmm. up again and we're not getting political, I was like, oh, thank God. I know nothing about that. I I know the the broad strokes of the conflict, so I don't need to have to have an opinion on it. But these days, if you're a celebrity, you're expected to have an opinion and the right opinion, the socially considered right opinion on absolutely everything everything but you actually like that's our thing Mm -hmm. we expect you to because it's like oh i've got to stay relevant and i've got to stay in the limelight and people will ask me but if people ask you just say i don't know or that's not a topic i comment on like we forget that you don't actually have to do this there's a lot of power in saying i don't know no exactly and also like just because someone like emails you a question doesn't mean you have to respond to it exactly i I get emails where they ask me is this miracle and i'm like I'm not allowed to answer that because <laughs> if I answered that, right. we're going to get bombarded. Right. And like, also like you don't owe the world your opinion. So you don't have to share it all the time. I think that like, what's interesting though is I'm going to tie into something Miracle and I said about before. Yeah. So Lamar Odom, I don't know when this came out, but he is still, he is not disavowed from social media. And I think it's because it is addictive. We yep. still kind of want to know what people think about us. Yep. Uh, and on his level, like I'm sure he has a big enough following. You know, if if I only have Instagram and I follow like the people I, people I really know and go to college with, it might be different than someone who has like a platform and just sponsorships and yeah. you know whatever. So um, Tristan Thompson is an NBA player who Khloe Kardashian has a child with. They've been mm-hmm. on and off for a couple of years, and uh, his personal trainer came out and said in april we had an affair and i conceived a child he was born early december i want a paternity test and then i'm going to sue you for um uh, child support child support support. yeah and he was like absolutely not because he and chloe were together when this would have happened yeah this didn't happen and then there were messages of him on like snapchat messaging her being like even if it's mine i'm not gonna be involved in all and i'm leaving the nba like i'm retiring so you couldn't even charge me for that much child support you should just take this seventy-five thousand dollars i'm offering you i'm not saying this is right or wrong but this is like what was coming out today he confirmed that they had done a paternity test and he's in fact that child's father yeah and he you know issued this kind of 
statement about it and then said chloe you deserve a lot better than i have treated you over the years and lamar odom commented on a screenshot mm-hmm. of these and was like she's a great person she deserves better than this yep. so in some ways like maybe he's trying to counteract he, the he feels like he's turning his life around too because he, mm-hmm. since he's gotten sober i'm sure he sees things more clear-headed now than he yeah you know. well he said i'd lo- love to talk chloe uh, i'd love to talk as friends yeah. uh first mm-hmm. off that girl needs to just like she's bad taste in men she deserves better. There's that but, meme that says it's like Chloe. It's eight pictures of Chloe Kardashian. It says uh, Chloe Kardashian's had eight different looks, and Tristan t- has ch- cheated on eight of the, all eight of them. I, I just like I don't understand. I mean, she has a kid with him. Whatever. We're not here to talk about that. But it is interesting that like he makes a statement about how it's toxic, and then is still reading other people's gossip. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, they're divorced. I don't think they're involved in, in any way. At all mm-hmm. They're not even friends, it seems like, right now. Yeah. Why is he commenting? He's so mad people are bringing up an interview about his ex in the past. Yeah. But he is still offering his opinion, which probably only makes the drama worse. I mm-hmm. mean, I got a headline. It's like, Lamar Odom weighs in on, you know, Tristan yeah, Thompson's paternity scandal. Yeah. But, like, so you're still doing, you're feeding social media the same way you're upset that people did when they mm-hmm. unearthed a clip of you from several years ago exactly is it from 2019 or 2009 this interview the 2019 but so the, not even the, that long ago the mm-hmm. relationship they're talking about with taraji p henson was from 2009 but that means he yeah. was married from Clo- to chloe kardashian from like 2009 to like what 2013 that marriage that he is now commenting on is older is yeah. j- pretty much just as old as this breakup that he's mad people are talking about it says i don't think i ever connected with a black woman as deeply as i did with taraji and to be honest because of that it hurt much more when we broke up soon after I decided not to travel with her. Our last phone call was brief. I assured her we'd pick up right where we left off when she returned, but I could sense deep down that she knew it was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was deflated when we hung up uh, because I knew I was letting a good woman get away in the last time. It just sounds like he was really, like, like he looks back. And maybe clear-headed, it's even harder for him now. Like, I understand that. Like, yeah. once you get free of all that stuff and you start to look back on decisions you've made in a cl- with a clear mind that can be twice as painful so he's looking at it from his perspective while still commenting on others because he's he's not looking internally yeah. entirely mm-hmm. well, okay so there's a um i did not follow this intentionally but do you guys remember jersey shore mm-hmm. there was that one girl who dated that guy named ron uh but i don't remember her name mm-hmm. samantha yeah and okay. they did a bunch of reunions of jersey shore and i remember reading a statement from her that was like i have just I'm in a very different place now mentally and emotionally and I'm happy with it and so I don't want to be involved in it anymore and I think like when I remember people were like she's the worst like she was sort Mm -hmm. of like the least popular female character for a number of reasons I can't imagine what that would have been like to live with that and to have people dragging those clips up like I think and I, I don't know if it's like a substance abuse thing for her or just emotional mental just health be, thing uh, who knows emotional. but for both of them when you change your life and you're healthier and you're thinking mm-hmm. about things more clearly it i think we should be allow both of them to be like i just i don't want to comment on this anymore yeah you know yeah. i think it's i i don't you know you react however you want to especially when you feel like you have to defend yourself the way lamar odom feels like he does but like i think he should just be able to be like no i'm not going to comment on that mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> when the stuff comes at you on all sides at all times and you literally have what's being said connected to a device in your pocket yeah it catches you at just the wrong t- you could say no you could not respond 99 times out of 100 but there's always going to be that time where you're just in the right mental state at that moment where it pisses you off and you can't keep yourself from saying right i'm very good at not responding to things that piss me off like i i do not start conflict on social media i do i people will call me out for stuff like uh related to other things things and i always 
bury it because I know that I I consider the the ensuing back and forth in whatever uh, stupid shit that comes from it I consider that to be a both a waste of my time and you're giving credence to what this other person's saying just by engaging mm-hmm. so I don't engage but I understand like for a person like this that's on such a higher level that they're going and you can't stop looking at your phone because social media is absolutely addictive mm-hmm. like they're going to catch you it's going to catch you in just the wrong moment where you're going to say the wrong thing like, you made the point earlier and I've brought this up several times yeah. about that if I was a legacy uh, a legacy celebrity meaning somebody who made their way through the arts meaning uh, movies mm-hmm. or uh, music the stage social media is nothing but a ticking time bomb to screw you over you're, you're eventually going to say the wrong thing you're eventually going to make t- have the wrong take on some issue just let your promotional team handle it right yeah. if you're a jake paul uh, or a kardashian where your brand is connected to your social media presence you don't really have that option but if well, you're but a, that's not true because they don't manage their own social media accounts like if he was adele doesn't she i understand this that interview like where she the was kardashians like, that they have like assistants that post for them that's my thing like if you feel like you're in a place where you are in the public eye but you're gonna work out of pocket meaning like you're just gonna like mm-hmm. have a hot take to something you're not then just give your assistant your social media password. Like, if it's so addictive, don't even look at it. I'm just, but I'm saying more like, okay, like if you're a celebrity and you have a hot take on some political issue, right? You, you, what do you, do you dictate that to your to your assistant to type or do you type it yourself? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or maybe you don't type it at all. That's, uh, but I'm saying you, you tell an assistant or you just don't type it at all. But if you're, uh, if you're a Kardashian and your phone is always part of your daily routine, you know, uh, Tom Cruise doesn't need to post selfies to, to sell his his next movie mm-hmm. chloe and kim kardashian do they need to now no but uh, probably not but, they but, still do. but it's part of their brand mm-hmm. tom cruise selfies are not part of his brand right mm-hmm. so uh, i i think when that phone's always there you're always running risk that you're going to say the wrong thing and in today's current climate you will but wouldn't you argue that lamar odom is actually more closely related to tom cruise because he was on that reality show for a minute mm-hmm. but his career is through basketball no yeah. one i would say more people basketball. know him i'd say more people know him through the kardashians yeah but like yeah, he's not true. currently on a reality show he's not promoting any products that require him as far as i know i don't really follow him mm-hmm. to post like oh this is my shoe that you now have to buy on instagram like you're saying that like his you're relating his brand to the kardashians when i don't really think it is i, I think, think it is i think his work is more closely related to someone who makes money independently from mm-hmm. social media he doesn't need to be on i mean it's his choice if he wants to check instagram a hundred thousand times a day go for it have a good time and i agree with him that social mm-hmm. media is addictive and can be toxic but you know i'm gonna make another parallel in that interview he says like i don't remember the woman's name but he sort of calls out and says like there's no harm between us like we're all good but did he call her? Did he write her a letter? Did he send a letter to so someone? It looks on her like team? he tagged her in in the post. So he, he tagged didn't call her. So do they actually have a relationship at all? Like, why drag mm-hmm. her back into this? You mm-hmm. know, why does he need to comment on Chloe's breakup? Like, this is like the the I'm saying one thing because I know it's right. I know Instagram is addictive. I know it mm-hmm. makes me behave badly. But on the other hand, I can't let it go, and yep. I'm unwilling to change my actions. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. That's just my take on I, it. I don't mm-hmm. think people look at him as a basketball player anymore. I, I think if you pulled a hundred people, unless they're hardcore sports fans. <laughs> They're going to know him through. Yeah, who are Lamar Odom's hardcore fans? Like I, I, you know, the average person, if they know he plays basketball, they know because they saw it on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, not yeah. because they follow basketball. Mm-hmm. Unless they're a big time sports fan. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's rephrase it. He was like Player of the Year one time. Uh, yes, he had yes. like a, a yeah. good moment. Right? He he had a he had a good career that he believes was likely cut short because of his drug, you know, his dr- addiction issues. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, I just thought that that was an interesting one because the, this is one of those like I really do believe that if I was 
a celebrity, having social media just really is like in the world today, you're not even allowed to have like articles are written and, and we're part of that machine now, yeah. right? Like uh, it's like so-and-so has a hot take on this topic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're one, you know, say they, they have 99 opinions that you, that the mainstream media agrees with that one opinion where they happen to, to disagree with uh, that they're going to get taken a task for that. And that can ruin their career. Letitia Wright, who is uh, from the going to be in the upcoming black Panther sequel, yeah. uh, who is, um, you know, a darling of Hollywood now um, mm-hmm. woman of color, uh, very good in the Black Panther movies and doing very well in Hollywood has uh, all the right opinions except for the fact that she's religious and asked a few questions about the COVID vaccine that got people now saying that they want to recast Black Panther so that she's not the lead in the new movie. Yeah. So you can have 99 great opinions but if you have that one wrong one depending on who you're talking to mm-hmm. or you know uh, the media will uh, light a fire and then or social media will light a fire and then the mo- yep. in the and then the media will throw gas in the flame. Mm-hmm. My favorite is always like, they're like, oh, so-and-so is being criticized for this. And you look at who's criticizing them and it's like Joe3232 on Twitter who has five followers. The people who write these articles know that that person's opinion is insignificant. Uh, but it but, proves that they can say the line, they were attacked on social media. Like, it's all I guess business. technically you are right. Yes, mm-hmm. but Joe3232, is his opinion really worth sharing? Mm-hmm. It's hard because like, I know when I'm writing sometimes it's like you want to express that like if if you posted something on Twitter and it, it was unpopular and a hundred thousand people responded to you but they were all people we don't really know mm-hmm. their opinion still matters I mean you still upset a lot of people so if I were like but if it's like miracle tweets one thing and one random person says that's dumb like I yeah, would be exactly. like called out on something yeah. it's not the same thing. Uh, it's uh, Miracle Sam called out and called out will be in caps exactly of course by uh, someone we don't know we will never follow up with yeah, mm-hmm. exactly half the time it's a sock account the other time it's just some dude who just you know that good for them they have their opinion but is it really worth writing an article about exactly and you you probably have like a, more of a perspective on this than us because you're one of those people who just she's younger than mm-hmm. both of us and she doesn't have any social media I used to but like um, I realized that I had a lot of FOMO because like you know how Instagram has that feature where why did I point at you because like, I know about Instagram <laughs> and he's too old I'm okay miracle I'm hip and cool pay attention to me I know so like you know how Instagram has that feature where like you can turn it off but if you leave it on you can tell who's like active online yeah. So, like, I used to have FOMO real bad because, like... see people were online. Online, and I texted them, like, a few minutes ago, and they won't respond to me. And then I'll check their stories. Like, legit, like, I had really bad FOMO and, like, bad anxiety from it. And then I used to have all the social media accounts because I my initial goal was to be an influencer. So I used to have Snapchat. Nobody wants to be lawyers mm-hmm. or doctors or astronauts anymore. They all want to be influencers. You make way yeah. more money and you pay less, you have less student loan debt. Exactly. Like for me, like I wanted to do all of that. And like, you don't realize how much work comes into it. Work. Like you have to consistently um, post and like post in your stories to update everybody. I used to post like dumb things on my stories and I would get like over a hundred of views on it and then like i got like into a really bad crowd i think i like mentioned it once like it was really bad like but i did get recognitions from other youtubers and like 
people who were like singers rappers even drummers from bands that would like hit me up and go like dude this is really cool or yeah. like they wanted a little bit more so for me i just rather get rid of all of it all at once what made you mm-hmm. like what sparked the decision to get rid of well for media? me it was actually forced because my uncle like took all of them he's like you're not getting this back you're not uh. getting your passwords back so basically i had to start life all over again and i'm sure mm-hmm. like because it sounds like you were like young i mean you're still pretty young but mm-hmm. like when that happened like i, I can't mm-hmm. imagine like as a teenager or mm-hmm. like an adult being like i'm taking your cell phone and also like you have to delete all the social media guys mm-hmm. you must feel like they have murdered you depending on how yeah for me like for me because i used to like connect to everybody so i had like friends around the world so when i went to japan i had my friends who were like japanese like give me tours of certain yeah. things and they'll be my translator because like even though i wanted to be an influencer i also wanted to be a travel vlogger so mm-hmm. my whole ideal was to get connections with everybody so i had friends to who, get like lots of local mm-hmm. perspective yeah exactly so i wanted that so i felt like he cut me off from that lifeline and like all my friends who do have social medias like they were like going nuts over it because they're like dude miracle died yeah like she legit and you died can't, like be like mm-hmm. let me quick real like just post an update like yeah i couldn't like post any updates like i wanted to post like this one thing um where i was like hanging out with family and it was like snowing but i couldn't so yeah. and like i used to have a dji osmo pocket and i would take pictures with my phone because like you can what's that i'm sorry i don't know what that is so it's a vlogging camera but it takes really good um photos too so like you can hook it up to this bluetooth feature with your phone and basically you can take a photo far away so it looks like you have a professional cameraman but it's just you controlling it with your phone there was uh, mm-hmm. an influencer section of like bnh photo or, yeah i'm sorry of like uh, of like not bnh of uh like we were in uh, like a camera and tech shop mm-hmm. and there was like an influencer slash vlogger <laughs> section that i just thought was hilarious that yeah had that name. well for me it's because like i was getting other perspective too from other people who wanted to be influencers so my friend mia rios she um she became like an influencer and i asked her her opinion like what should i do and she's like just keep on posting and then like people will start following you but then you realize how like insane she was like doing everything because she had to do it constantly Mm -hmm. and she got into drama online too and like i was trying to defend her and then like she started like attacking youtubers that i love watching she's like they didn't support um, blm and like they think that shane dawson there she was talking about um nikki limo and steve green um on youtube you can follow follow them they're great people but they used to be friends with shane dawson before like the whole drama happened with Mm -hmm. him and she was like dude they they think it's so funny to make fun of a 13 year old and all of this and i was like no they publicly apologize for that shit and like she stopped talking to me after that mm. so i felt like i i was like in the weirdest scenarios with like social media because like i would get into unnecessary drama and i would like watch like people because i had like certain guys like will watch me every day i had a stalker too online mm-hmm. because like he was looking for me he was like why aren't you responding back to me i just want to talk to you i just yeah. want like i want your attention now like talk to me talk to me so it got to that point where i was like okay i need to delete all social media i know like like i just barely got this phone like last year because it was my replacement phone but like for me i was like so addicted that 
my family legit had to cut me off from it yeah it's good that they mm-hmm. did though it sounds like uh, yeah because like i can't personally talk about it on here but like it was really bad i almost went down like really bad yeah. rabbit hole but like um but for me i do feel bad because i do want to talk to some of my friends that live in cali but i know like i kind of need to let them go mm. like one day we'll reconnect but i just need to let that part of my life go and just start from anew yeah. so it's like basically uh, a phoenix rising from the ashes mm. I, uh, I, mm-hmm. I do think social media is a dice thing. And, and it, I, it's really bad. We've got uh, mm-hmm. another article here that actually talks more about the, like why mm-hmm. I really do think that it's an awful idea. This is mm-hmm. uh, an article about um, Carly Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, quits Twitter after delivery driver criticism backfires. Uh, this kind of shows to me, it shows how disconnected a lot of these people are from the real world and, yeah. and regular people. Social uh, media makes people like dehumanize and not be empathetic and sympathetic for other people we don't treat people like people anymore no you treat them like avatars people Mm -hmm. who are either agree with your viewpoint or don't agree with your viewpoint because what 70 percent of human connection is Mm nonverbal. so you lose all of that when you do social media Uh, it says soccer legend carly lloyd said she's done with twitter and it all appears because she got dragged for criticizing a delivery driver the former footballer tweeted oh man they called her a footballer (laughs) Well, what's the publication? It might be... TMZ. TMZ likes to put creative words. Oh, man. Just British words. What are they... What are they... What is this owned by a bunch of the... Does the British crown own this or something? Yeah. Where's Chris Carr here? Because Chris Carr really hates the British. He He he, gave me, like, he was like, I didn't know you were British. (laughs) And I, like, he is trying so hard to be like... You're okay. <laughs> Don't bring any of that in here, but I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. I can never I, tell if he's kidding or not. You know, I feel like he's, he's halfway he's kidding. kidding. He's the best example of someone who like has strong opinions, but he doesn't need to force them down your throat. Mm-hmm. So it's it a strong way to it do says, it. It says, uh, the former footballer tweeted about her poor experience with a FedEx worker over the weekend, slamming the person for not taking extra steps to make sure her packages were safe from the rainy weather. Mm-hmm. I, these people don't realize the sway they have. With their, with their, you know, like, oh, I didn't mean to get you in trouble with your boss when I sent my twenty million followers to. Does she have twenty million. Followers? No, I'm, 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 I'm. But well, this is what I mean. Like, or sorry, this is what I mean. This is a thought that I'm yeah. having right now as you read this. <laughs> if your mom was like Brett, oh, I'm sorry. Like, if if your relative or like someone in your life was like. The, the FedEx deliver driver left my stuff in the rain and it got damaged and that's annoying and they tweeted about it we wouldn't care but they would also feel like yeah I guess it's cathartic like you're annoyed that is frustrating like is it, is her complaint unreasonable and I'll let you finish the article or is it the fact that she has public influence and unintentionally used it the problem we're gonna mm-hmm. find out we'll, we'll have to come to a conclusion about that so it says hashtag no one cares about their job anymore mm-hmm. said Lloyd who rough, attached rough. a picture who attached a picture of the uncovered packages from her front porch steps mm-hmm. likely Lloyd likely expected her followers on social media on the social media app to back her and join in on slamming the driver but it appears the opposite has happened the 39 year old who retired from the US WNT I, th- I believe that's US women's national the team, soccer team. Uh, I'm so I feel so smart for knowing that uh, was so heavily criticized uh, was so heavily criticized particularly by those who felt the worker must have been underpaid and overworked during the holiday season 
that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. that she not only de- deleted the initial tweet but then threw up the peace sign to the website by Twitter Lloyd wrote I usually know better than to come on here amongst the warriors Lloyd so far has yet to delete her account so she still has it that's really the only part of the article but I just wanted to see what you guys like the, well and I looked it up and she has tweeted like uh I actually want to thank FedEx for their like customer service. Yeah. Her, uh, w- which tells me that her brand manager Spun was like, uh, you need to go back and apologize. Well, shout out to FedEx for being like, we're just going to handle this. Like they didn't make a comment. They didn't like respond to her. I mean, she deleted it being like, oh my gosh, let us help you. They just like handled it professionally. Uh, I think, I mean, it's hard because like if she had, I think the problem is that she said no one cares about their job anymore, which is like, why do you get to comment on delivery drivers ability to do their job you've never had to try like walking was it raining when it, when the packages were delivered am i if, supposed to know the weather but like i do i mean there you i've seen a video of like you know those amazon ring cameras man mm-hmm. they're dangerous i watched this video of like a baggage driver like you have like a box out the size of your hand and they yeah. like literally launch it, it like bounces on the board <laughs> and they take a picture to like show it's delivered and then they walk away and you're like I really hope that wasn't breakable. There, yeah. Uh, there's the... the like, Insta- it does happen where there are drivers mm-hmm. who, and I know that they work hard, and it's not all of them. I'm not... Don't come for me. But there are some who are, like, over it. And they, like, maybe don't care as yeah. much as they should. If you're the last package, your last delivery, and it's got, like, a nine-page instruction on how to deliver it, I'm sure they're that just, package, like... That package, the one that I'm describing being bouncing around the floor, it's like, you probably could have just walked up and put it down, but you didn't want to walk the extra five feet. Yep. Well, like, there's a TikTok video where they make fun of all the delivery drivers. Yeah, the, the, like, there's the Amazon one where they gently put it, and then there's UPS. He fixes the, he fixes yeah. the plant had yeah. fallen over on the way out. Yeah, yeah, and then UPS does the same thing, but they it's a little bit more careless because it's, like, not put slightly yeah. straight. And then you have, like... Um, FedEx. FedEx, who just, like, throws it. <laughs> yeah. And then the UPS guy, or and then the U- the U.S. Postal Service guy, the package is already broken. And, he, <laughs> and like, they kick he, it. He, like, kicks it through your screen door. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's uh, it's well, also, like, with USPS, like, that's government, right? Like, yeah. Who are you going to complain to? Joe Biden? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, I think the USPS, <laughs> as far as package delivery, because we have to go get mail all the time. They're, yeah. You think they're good? The, the, the U.S. Postal Service right here where we are, mm-hmm. fan, what, I would shout them out if I could give their individual names, but I, I can't do that. I don't know their names, but it's yeah. the same three people every day at that mm-hmm. post office. And, they're awesome. and they are freaking awesome. Okay. Cool. So yeah, they're I, so awesome. And they told us, like, if we can't pick it up, we can call them. Go like, hey, this is the same people who pick up the mail for P.O. Box number yep. 1229 Frederick, Maryland. <laughs> Do you guys want to send Brett and Miracle anything for a pop culture call? God, God uh, help crisis. us. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, though. Those guys, this is not the DMV, folks. This is yeah. the opposite. They are the anti-DMV. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was home in Minnesota, I spent seven hours at, at a DMV. I kid oh you not, because yeah. I had to retake a test uh, and everything, uh, a test that you know I, I had uh, let my license lapse, and I had to retake uh, the, the, uh, like the written test. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, then I was there for seven hours, and when I left, I screamed, privatize the DMV. Like this, the postal service is probably like I wish. Yeah, I know, right? The postal service is the opposite of that. The uh, at least around here. And I went to a West Virginia DMV. Amazing! I made an appointment online. I was out. I mean, thirty minutes maybe. It was Mm -hmm. it was fantastic. And there are delivery drivers who you know. There's one going viral right now of the guy being like, "Did you?" He walks up to the camera and he's like, "Did you guys have that like welcome baby boy whatever?" Yeah. Like I just had a kid around the same time. Hope you guys are doing well. Like that's Aww. so exciting. Like there, I'm not saying that like you know. Just like we know, there are a lot of good delivery drivers. 
let us not be naive and pretend like all they're, of them are great yes, and like love they're their all jobs. Great. Yeah. Like, there is that one pack. I don't know if you guys saw the video before Christmas where a guy like gets like a TV delivered for some, it's like supposed to be a Christmas gift and the guy comes up and hides it behind the dumpster in the guy's house so that the, whoever he's delivering it for, like so that- Can't see it. Can't see it so that it won't get spoil the pri- surprise for someone. So yeah. those Aww. people- I mean, it's-, it's That just, could have been staged just, just for all Just like I know. every industry, like there are good people, like there are people who excel at their jobs, people mm-hmm. who are in the middle and then people who hate their jobs and do not care that you know they hate it mm-hmm. i think like her take going to twitter like did she tag fedex in her tweet yep mm-hmm. at fedex driver yeah like it's this thing where it's like do you have why can't you just follow like file a complaint like everyone else yep. yeah like, did your packages get damaged is it really no, like, like was it really so bad mm-hmm. that you needed to go and do this you know no, also so- like why not try regular person routes of mm-hmm. fixing this nope. you yeah know? well i don't even know if she's necessarily trying to fix it it's just the fact that she's ragging on somebody during the holiday season doing a very very stressful job mm-hmm. and people are just like dude get oh. Over yourself. I wonder if there is a place like in her house where you can put packages out of the rain. Like, what if there's not? She's well, like, can you believe there is an stand awning here like with there's, an umbrella? There's a slight awning under there, but my like, if if it was raining when he delivered it, then yeah, I guess. But how do we know that the rain didn't come afterwards? Yeah, right. Also, so. like. If your stuff got damaged, you should just go to the company. But in some ways, too, like maybe she thought they wouldn't take her seriously, and like being able to be like, "This is who I am," because Twitter verified. Like then no, she wields her literal, inf- then she like, wields yeah. her influence like a dagger. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't have that kind of Twitter following, so I don't know what that power, what that temptation is like. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it makes them seem disconnected from the everyday person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They, they they always kind of, they always betray the fact that they don't actually know what it's like. The Mark Zuckerberg joke, the joke about like having the barbecue sauce mm-hmm. on the shelf behind him, like what do re- what do real people put on their Sweet put on their, bookshe- on their bookshelves? Mm-hmm. Sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. They always end up proving that they don't uh, that they don't really understand the common person. Yeah, I feel like it's the hashtag that's really the problem. Like if she had tweeted a picture and was like FedEx, like how do I stop this from happening in the future? People might have been like, ah, yes, me too. That happens at my house. It's annoying. And FedEx could have responded to it and being like, on your delivery instructions, say like this is where we want our package exactly. and we'll do our best to accommodate. It's the the hashtag. No one cares about their job anymore. Like you have no idea how that person feels about their job. Exactly. Or maybe they don't like you. Like maybe yeah. they thought maybe that driver just hates the, having you delivered to your house. Maybe that driver thinks you shouldn't have retired from so- like yeah. not that that's reasonable for the driver. I wonder if the guy knows who like yeah, that that'd be a good question. Like uh, I'm guessing that if you're a delivery driver you just don't look at the names and the packages other than to like you, your brain is probably disconnected from like who that person is mm-hmm. unless it's like a really like what's what her name's Carly Lloyd that could be anybody mm-hmm. like uh, now if it says Tom Cruise mm-hmm. he probably doesn't get packages to I like bringing up Tom Cruise again uh, you know if it, if it says some celebrity name they probably have packages delivered under a pseudonym so that Do you have yeah. a game where you see how many times Brett talks about Tom Cruise in an episode no, no because I hate Tom Cruise and this is only the first time that's ever happened mm-hmm. you just had you brought him up earlier today no, so I'm saying today is the first time that this happened, at least as far as I know. Um, I hope someone does. A there was a game where Mir- how many times Miracle would bring up her boyfriend on an episode, and it was like the first 15 episodes. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. We're happy for you, Miracle. <laughs> exactly. That's exciting. We are very, very. Some of happy. us, you know, don't have those, but that's fine. Hey, Hannah Claire's single, you guys. <laughs> Wait, why? Are, uh, Submit your applications to um, the PO box. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. That's kind of weird. Tim is like, why is there so many form letter? There's like a form letter and like a like a resume, yeah. like previous relationships, the length a of the relationship, check, preferably. Yeah, their own. They they had a background check done on themselves that they can submit to you, like uh, letters of recommendation from past girlfriends. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Or Perfect. not. Like, if they are not recommending you, I want to know that, too. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, I, I mean, if I were him, I would edit that part, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I'd say they are very... We, are, we apologize. Do not send uh, uh, dating resumes for Anna Claire to the P.O. No, box. It's just weird. No, it's funny. You remember that pot... Um, not the podcast, the vlog of Cass Castle where, like, every Jessica was like, please send um, an email to miracles email or my email and i actually did get two applications but one of them was the sister she was Ooh. like my brother is single <laughs> and she i said, feel like i would probably do that for my brother if i really <laughs> felt strongly my brother's also single he's great if they're female listeners there you go um, we have female listeners like there's one um we have one, one female listener no, no 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 it's not one it's multiple but this one i really admire her like she's very dedicated she watches like she watches all the clips but she listens to us on spotify and she'll tell us too i forgot what her name is but she's on youtube lovely lady um lady and she comments too and she interacts with people fun yeah so yeah got an engaged community probably know Mm -hmm. that person we probably know that person it's probably like one of it's probably it would if my mom was alive it would have been my mom uh, on there like totally you know your mom's your biggest uh your biggest fan i would my mom was really anti getting a cell phone so mm-hmm. i don't know if she if she were alive like if she would be one of those moms who's like commenting all over facebook <laughs> she was sort of into crystals i don't know if she'd be one of those essential oh she'd be mom. like like i just don't ian know would, her and ian could could have gotten along uh, but maybe Sarah she would have i don't know her. that she would have gotten along it's hard to tell but uh, she whispers into the crystal and then magically appears it wasn't on that, her phone. it wasn't that intense but like you know it's yeah home decor stuff <laughs> <laughs> i still like my idea where she's like whispering into the crystal she's like hey tell hannah claire to show up at four and it appears on your phone magically oh my gosh that'd be funny my yeah. mom was not into cell phones <laughs> but she did train par- uh, pigeon car- carrier pigeons to like mm-hmm. tell me when it's time to come home from parties no i'm just kidding that that never happened oh i'm getting off topic here for a second i used to have pet pigeons Really? Yeah, you're getting off time. <laughs> uh, I watched the first episode of that show, The Cleaning Lady. This has nothing to do. Oh, because. It's, it's so bad. It's it, so bad. The reason why he brought this up, because I had my phone on and I was watching YouTube and then all of a sudden they did an advertisement out of nowhere. You're um, on your phone while we're doing this podcast? No, 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 no. It, it was, was after it was the podcast. You're <laughs> like, girl, am I not entertaining enough for you? No, no, after the podcast and it said, Fox, The Cleaning Lady. It's, dude, it's got Elodie Young too and she's, freaking great but it's mm-hmm. so it's, it's so bad no it's it's just modern day uh um identity politics trash oh uh, the very first scene is like uh she has to save the life of a guy who's like trying to like he, he's being he's the dude he's like how would you like to she's like a cleaning lady at like mm-hmm. a at like a, a vegas restaurant in uh what sorry keep going no she's like the cleaning lady at like a vegas restaurant and of course the manager comes up and he's like how would you like to work uh in the ki- you know would you like to be a waitress here and she's like uh no i can't because uh they're undocumented in the mm-hmm. show and of course he's you know he's creepy he's pushy and then like there's an incident where she has to save his life and even after she saves this dude's life who almost dies by putting like a pen in his throat to like release the airway mm-hmm. her like friend is like um like he's so stupid and creepy but you were so great there i'm like that dude almost died and you're still making some random comment on that it's ridiculous is mm-hmm. uh, and the whole show is like that it's uh, mm-hmm. it's all you know the you know the the men are trash uh, it, it's my feminism. Uh, yeah, it, mm, really bad. So, uh, I got way off topic on that one, but um, I think we should move on to somebody who is not trash. Uh, Keanu and, Reeves, and that is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is What's the. What's his uh, name? Miracle. 
Oh, did I say Reeves? You said like Reefs. Oh, Keanu sorry. Reeves. She's like uh, Keanu oh. Coral Reeves. Is there <laughs> exactly. like a somebody sorry, should buy some like? No, it's good. He does the do, same thing. Do they sell? I do what? I like point out when I mispronounce something. You can't English very well. You say that all the time. Yep, but do continue. Like somebody bought a coral. Uh, coral somebody reef. should buy a coral reef and name it the Coral Reefs. The the Keanu Reefs. Keanu Reefs. Mm-hmm. That's very funny. That would be amazing. Somebody should do that. So uh, anyone who I'm knows. I'm surprised there's not like a charity that's like protect the coral reefs. You can like buy it and sponsor it like the way they do stars and stuff yeah that's what that's, that was literally what I was a genius like, idea I was like, if anyone you, starts this charity brett and i need to be on the board i want to mm-hmm. i want to join uh, i want to join well uh, it's because like growing coral like i was watching a, a video like how they grow it it's kind of tedious because like you have to get a very healthy part of it and then you put it into a sponge and then like you have to constantly feed it and filter the water that's why destroying it like mm-hmm. it's a huge deal because yeah. you can't just be like oh well we planted it back like no no anyway sorry well what's Ke- keanu up to well Ke- the opposite of all of the other celebrities we were talking about earlier uh i think keanu reeves is, t- is carrying on the betty white legacy mm-hmm. everyone loved Be- betty white everyone loves keanu reeves everyone there's mm-hmm. uh, he probably will live past 100 he, he like just on being a good like there will be good guy energy that carries him on to like 150 zillion years old is he on social media? Maybe mm-hmm. that's the trick to staying young. I oh, don't think he is. This is another thing that I hate that people do is like when people like take like general quotes and then they add it and make it look like a tweet and they make it from like a celebrity. And I was uh, like, I know for a fact like that they didn't like write that. That's yeah. just an idiom. Like people yeah. just say that. Um, so it says uh, Keanu Reeves has long been regarded as one of the nicest guys in Hollywood but there's even more to this angelic persona than most of us know in 1991 his younger sister Kim was diagnosed with leukemia a type of blood cancer which she battled for 10 years before entering remission Keanu puts his life on hold Keanu put his life on hold as he became uh, uh, as he became his care, her carer is that a word uh, yeah carer yeah. okay uh, uh, I always said caregiver. Uh, it makes sense too that way too. Which saw the Matrix sequels delayed in Keanu sell his house so that he could move closer to her uh, and look after her. Mm-hmm. He also donated around 70% of his salary from the Matrix to leukemia to aid in the search for a cure. Which Matrix? Uh, that was... I, I, <laughs> I had heard this story before this movie ever came out. So this mm-hmm. is from the original Matrix. Which oh, actually so made that's a significant amount of money. A lot of money, yes. Um, I was going to say, like, the the one that just came out, like, maybe he's getting paid a lot because they've done a lot, but, like, you were talking about before, like, bonuses. Yes. Like. Um, it says, during this time, Keanu also created a charity to support, uh, to support people and children living with cancer, which he didn't attach his name to. This is my big point about all of this, is the, the real charity, it's, everyone's seen the memes of, like, somebody, it's like, a, a guy's, like, got his phone on him, and he's going to he's, like, give bread to a homeless person. Yeah. Or you're standing F- in front of your sink trying to steal yourself to get ready for that New, New Year's Eve Yeah, party. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all performative, right? Mm-hmm. So Keanu, like, I feel like that, or he, like, my cynical side says, like, he's just got a great marketing plan right now, where he's like, could you like leak this to the media? No, he wouldn't do that because Keanu is just awesome. He you says, my fa- sorry, you go. It says, uh, he hasn't spoken much about his charity because he doesn't want it to be associated with his celebrity. But in 2009, he told Ladies Home Journal that it aids people with cancer and children's charities. He ladies gives interviews home, to Ladies, ladies home, home Journal. <laughs> this guy. Like, he probably didn't even want to. subscribe to them too? Mm-hmm. I bet you he didn't even want to do the interview. He's just too nice to say no. He's like, People Magazine is like, we want an interview. He was like, no, you're too big. Uh, I've got. A, also, a, that's probably a huge boost to Lady Home, home Journal. People are like, oh, I'll buy a copy. Like, I imagine that. 
smaller businesses too. Mm-hmm. His uh, his uh, his agent set him up with an interview for both Ladies Home Journal and the New York Times uh, or Time Magazine, and he's like, "Well, Time Magazine doesn't need my help. Let's go do the Ladies How Home Journal interview." Everything I'm doing is helping someone else. Exactly. So this Keanu and his sister uh, and sister Kim were particularly close after growing up together in a tough home. Their father walked out when Keanu was two and later jailed for drug possession. They moved around a lot with their mother, who took them from Hawaii to Australia to New York and Canada. Keanu was notoriously careful with his money, often be, been seen riding on the subway, where he is also regularly spotted giving up his seat for other passengers. Uh, to be honest, that sounds like the bare minimum for nice levels, but given a lot of the other men we're dealing with in Hollywood, I'll take it. That's kind of dickishly phrased, uh, but I get it, the, mm-hmm. what they're saying. They're, they're drawing a, a contrast there. Well, and I think, too, like, he was young when he started acting and, like, making money. I think a lot of those people start, like, spending tons. Like, I know you see this pre- some professional athletes. It's, like, the first time they Oh, most had. of them end up mm-hmm. broke. A lot of them end up broke. They, like, spend it all right away. Whereas, like, one of my favorite pictures of Keanu Reeves that paparazzi took of, I think, he, I mean, it feels like it must be recent. It's him picking up his Christmas tree at, like, a Christmas tree lot in California or maybe New York yep. and it's on his Porsche yeah like, yeah. Man, it's using a Porsche to drive There's a Christmas tree home like yep. that's hilarious and also like maybe he has been careful enough for so long that he can do these cool things oh yeah now. yeah mm-hmm. well I mean like, good for him if we're looking at the the movies that uh, that he's made just in the last few years we're not talking speed we're not talking the original Matrix or uh, any of those but just the mo- money he's gonna be ma- he's made off the John Wick movies alone in the later latter half of his career he's uh He's got a significant amount of money, but there's the uh, there's also the video of him like in the rain, in full, uh, like in his unif- like in his wardrobe for John Wick, carrying camera equipment up the stairs, helping the crew, because he's just he's like there's bot there's 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 work to be there's done. work to be done. Uh, and, what a great and, attitude, and it's in the rain, and like it, it's just but hilarious. he doesn't think he's better than anyone else, nope. which is like I think such an important lesson that we have all forgotten it's why it works he doesn't leverage it he doesn't like when these articles are written it's like whenever they talk about this stuff to him he says i really wish you hadn't brought that up well i would i would like to hear someone ask him like when you do a movie like how do you approach a movie because like him helping camera guys carry stuff up in the rain like he clearly thinks that like even though he's the star and they're lighting chris pratt has this quote where he they're like you're the star of this movie he's like yeah i say lines that other people have written after someone does my makeup perfectly and stand on a pre-lit pre-lit spot and move exactly where someone else tells me like there are so many people working on movies like that attitude of like yes we must move the cameras like Mm -hmm. he must think of creating a film as a team effort that's what it i want to know and it absolutely is it's like they get the credit but the amount of work that goes into making that shot look the way it does and that's just the and what you just listed that's just the stuff in production beforehand for anything. that's that's before you get to color grading mm-hmm. and editing and sound design there's hundreds uh, there's th- often thousands of people involved in these projects that make it come out the way it does i know this guy who's an actor and he like did some big stuff but he talked about being young and like going uh like uh, out with his friends for the weekend and mm-hmm. being super like messed up and drunk or whatever and like getting out of a moving car and like scraping his face really intensely and he was shooting a tv show at the time and the producer who's like a fairly well-known guy pulled him aside they had to delay production for mm-hmm. days because this like i don't know if he was like 21 or whatever like damaged his face that like no one could work because it was like they couldn't cover it at all yep and he was like P- the producer or the director at the time pulled him aside and was like people aren't going to work with you because of this. Yeah. And, like, the guy, you would probably, like, some people would know who he is, but, like, you know, 
I don't know if that reputation came him, and that's why he's not more mainstream than he is. He had sort of a high start. But I think about that all the time, which is like, yeah, it's fun to do stuff in the moment that is fulfilling to you, but like your actions always have consequences. And that's particularly true for actors who people like the, that means that the guys who operate the boom mics aren't working. That means the people yep. in production aren't working. That means crafters mm-hmm. aren't working. Like you stopped everyone else from working because yep. of mm-hmm. something you thought would be funny. Yeah. Yep. It says, uh, during the filming of his first movie, uh, his contract for the Matrix sequels included a significant pay cut so that more money could be made available for costumes and special effects workers. During the filming of the first movie, he gifted a dozen stuntmen with Harley Davidson motorcycles to thank them for their work on the film. He, uh, he, 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 he has a strong connection to stunts and stuntmen because he does a lot of his own stunts yeah. as well. Uh, he says, I just wanted to give a bigger thank you to all these guys who helped make me, who helped make the, who helped me make this. All of this was brought uh, him to the title of the internet's boyfriend which he thinks is wacky but he appreciates the positivity of one thing we can all agree on is that we must protect Keanu Reeves at all costs the reason I drew the Betty White conclusion is because that was a very common thing here oh my gosh she must be so nervous as soon as people start being like we must protect you at all costs you're like oh my gosh something bad is now destined to happen to me it's uh so, so the other one was he also when when they finished John Wick 3 Parabellum he bought all the stuntmen Rolexes like $10,000 Rolexes uh, he's just, uh, and he owns a motorcycle company. He, mm-hmm. he owns, I don't remember the name of it offhand, but he owns I'll a motorcycle. Okay. Uh, so he, he's got, uh, he's just one of those dudes, right? So there's other, there's probably other dudes in Hollywood who have similar like profiles of being like really good guys, but maybe it's more in the sense that they just get work no matter what. Uh, so if you're easy to work with, if people like you, you'll keep getting work if you've uh, reached a certain level. Uh, but it's just, I don't know if there's anyone that I would draw the same. Oh, it's Arc Motorcycles. Okay, cool. So it says, uh, yeah, it says this article is from uh, Women Working, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll ever be on Women Working again. Keanu Reeves generously gave away $75 million of Why? Matrix earnings Why to crew. Why wouldn't you be on Women Working again? Because I'm neither a woman. But wow, I, but you but don't support them? Uh, I, I, you don't support women oof. working? I, interesting, interesting. Oof. No, I'm just kidding. Fight him. Sorry, I'm just kidding. Dude. <laughs> it just goes silent. <laughs> he doesn't know where to go from here. I don't support women work, no. <laughs> oh, oh, That's okay. right, I don't. Good. As I'm with two women who are literally working with me. Uh, it says, Keanu Reeves is known for his you humility. You I would be working if I didn't have to properly, exactly. actually. But he's like, uh, if I could replace Miracle, I would replace him with Andy. If, you know... You and Andy have like this weird thing. Wait, I want to finish this article. Okay. Yeah, go. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> this is why I'm mad. <laughs> Reeves seems to have shown time and time again that he considers himself just like many average folks. He once perfect he once perfectly showed this uh, how humble he is during a press conference in 2019 for his film John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. According to the Jakarta Post, wow, the Jakarta Post, uh, when he was asked about the reports that he gave up his profits for the Matrix to help the production crew, Reeves said. Reeves did not hype up his charitable action. Instead, he went the opposite route. And exp- uh, experienced movie and television fanatics may may this, but back end points correspond to a percentage of earnings for a movie or television show. So basically, if a movie makes a profit, the stars who have back end points written into their contracts will get a piece. That's like what we were talking about earlier with Scarlett Johansson. Reeves gave away a large ch- chunk of his back end points for the Matrix for the special effects costume design crew, given the fact that a lot of the Matrix is known for its cool effects and sleek costumes. According to a movie executive, quote, he felt that they, they were the ones who made the movie and they should participate. 
So how much did Reeves end up giving away? The second and third Matrix movies earned more than $1.2 billion at the worldwide box office. When it was all said and done, Keanu reportedly ended up giving away an estimated $75 million. Each member of these teams receiving a million dollar per person, instantly making them all millionaires. But he didn't stop there as just the special effects crew and costume teams. He also gave the entire stunt team of the Matrix motors, uh, Harley-Davidson motorcycles. And he says, quote, I'd rather people didn't know that, Reeves said. It was a private transaction. It was something I could afford to do uh, a worthwhile thing. So he didn't even want people to know. Like, yeah. Likely somebody on the stunt team like was like, holy crap. Keanu Reeves just gave me a freaking motorcycle and mm-hmm. and made you know and mentioned it and it become if it was the original Matrix movie that was even before Twitter so this is a, it's like one of those stories that became so famous through Hollywood lore right yeah it got passed down from person to person to person to person until it became part of public consciousness mm-hmm. yeah. like even I had heard the part about him uh, giving away his Matrix earnings long before Twitter was ever a thing I haven't yeah. heard that I just heard it recently which made me think it was the mm-hmm. more recent one. Um, I think Keanu Reeves is so interesting. I like that the internet likes him. I like what he does. But I also now, like, as we sit here, I'm like, I don't want to be like, isn't he amazing? I want to be like, no, that's the standard of human behavior. Like, shouldn't we all expect, like, is it now that we expect, he he goes above and beyond. Give regularity to charity should be a thing no matter how rich or poor you are. Or, like, the other people you work with Mm -hmm. like real human beings who have worth and whose contributions. Well, this is above and beyond that. He is definitely above and beyond. The the idea of him bringing boxes up. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's what we're talking about when you say treat them like human beings, like help when you can. I just mean, like, recognizing when he says that like the costumes and special effects are such a big part of the movie like yes yeah if they weren't there who cares how good his acting is like that movie is mm-hmm. not the same yeah. um but maybe like go start it's it's early days of 2022 maybe we should just expect people to be half as good as keanu reeves that that would forward. be a good that would be a well, good everybody's set. just douchey now like look at um simo lu <laughs> Miracle has a mi- miracle has a very very sore spot with Simu Liu. I, don't I, know who that I is. Uh, he like was he, um, he was starting Shang Chi. Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. These and are all just. I'm sorry. Guys, it's okay. You guys are too cool for me. I don't know any. It's of this. okay. I just had high hopes for him, and then and it he let just you down. yeah he let me down. So I'm disappointed with life. Reeves' charitable acts are not that much of a shock to fans who have seen the way he approaches money. One Reddit user noted, quote, a family friend builds movie sets, doesn't design, is one of the poor dudes that just builds. Uh, anyways, he worked on the set of The Matrix and Keanu heard about family trouble he was having and gave him $20,000 Christmas bonus just to help him out. He also was one of the only people on the set that genuinely wanted to know people's names, would say hello and mean it, and would talk to people as if they were peers and not below him just because they were making practically nothing uh, just to build a set. I've never heard anyone say Keanu is a douche. Seems like the nicest person in Hollywood from a secondhand experience. Mm -hmm. His generosity is on set and willingness to do whatever it takes to make the film go, uh, the films get... Okay, okay, so it says it takes to make the film uh, goes way... So it, basically, it goes all the way back to like when he started making movies in mm-hmm. The Devil's Advocate. Like He wants to get the movie made no matter what. Keanu Reeves took a several million dollar pay cut to make funds available to get Al Pacino's deal done. So Pacino wanted a certain amount of money, and Reeves was like, I want to work with Al Pacino. I will take a pay cut so that he can get the amount that he wants, even though probably at that time, Al Pacino was the bigger name. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, man. Uh, I say that uh, we we do what uh, with like with Betty White, and we protect uh, Keanu Reeves at all costs. Yeah, um, I think we just make him our standard for how people treat other people. That I think that's a good idea. Anybody, any celebrities, do you have high hopes for other than Simu Liu that they that they turn out to be decent people? 
I don't know. No. I just don't have high hopes anymore. That just killed it. I just don't like to idolize celebrities, right? Mm-hmm. Like nope, they're the, gonna mess up. They're gonna do hopefully good things, but they're gonna mm-hmm. do bad things too. That's why you yeah. bring up, and that's it's funny you mentioned because I do think Keanu is like the rare ex- example of like when I bring it up because it feels like he doesn't want the uh, attention for it, whereas mm-hmm. most celebrities want to be seen as virtuous and, and I good. I feel like there's a creativity yeah. to what he's doing, like yeah. working out deals or being like, "Well, I'll get you guys on a motorcycle," or like you know. It's not like he does just big gestures. He gets up for people on the subway, too. I mm-hmm. think that's why we like yep. him. Yeah. The little gestures are almost more uh, impactful. They're to a me. reminder mm-hmm. that you could do them, too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because, like, um, I know, like, in Asia, they, especially in Japan, they teach you, like, oh, yeah, when you see a pregnant woman, obviously get up and let them have the seat. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, like, common courtesy things that, like, humans don't develop anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. Humans need to be more human. Yeah. Get off of Twitter and Instagram. We'll all resolve to do that mm-hmm. going forward. Yes, I agree. Uh, I'm not getting up for if you, if you if I was if you were like uh, on the bus and I was there, I'd just be like, sorry, deal with it. We don't have to get up for everyone, but like, yeah, it's just like um, they're just saying like, just get up if you see like somebody that's very or if you tired. You need to be sitting. Like if mm-hmm. you can stand, you can you, you can scan for a little bit longer, okay. right, Brett? Oh, can I? Right, Brett. What if I was pregnant right now, um, and I needed that bus seat? We're not on a subway though, so that's sort of null <laughs> and void. <laughs> yeah, but I'm painting a scenario. I got you a seat to work in. Is that yeah. is that not enough for you, Brett? Personally built and made that chair for you. Actually, I I did. Yeah, did you really. Did. I did actually build that chair. Never mind. Uh, or me and me and uh, Sarah. Oh, and so we don't know if he built yeah. that one. He might have built a chair. One a of these chair. ones. I, I built cover. one of these. The ones. one he's sitting in, he built. Yes. Yeah. He then built he let it. a working girl mm-hmm. build the other two. Yep. Wow, yeah. Brett. Wow, so so feminism. Good job. Much feminism. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's me. Super feminist. Super you fem. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> He's super femme. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, guys, this has been a blast. This this has yeah, been has. a lot of fun. Uh, I, you know what? Do you have social media you want to tell everybody about so that they can follow you to hear your amazing takes on everything? You don't have to follow me. Uh, I'm at hannahclaire.b on Instagram, and I'm at hcbrimelow uh, on Twitter. I don't really post on Twitter right now. So if you follow me, you could be an early follower. You can be like, I remember when she never posted anything. There you yeah. go. Wouldn't that be fun? And believe it or not, we know that you, Miracle. I don't have social media because it rots your brain. This is true. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in today. This has been episode 26 mm-hmm. of Pop Culture the Crisis. The age that you are. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, you'd tell people my age. That's private information. Sorry. That's it, man. If I had done that, I'd be in deep trouble right now. Sorry. Am I that I, old? <laughs> you don't tell people how old I am. No, but people. You no, know. I just get excited. That's okay. It is funny. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down when we we started recording. I'm yeah. Like, oh, it's my meant to be. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, I think that's that's everything. Yep, this has been episode 26 of Pop Culture Crisis. If mm-hmm. you want to see full episodes of the show, it is available on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. And if you go to YouTube.com and watch the clips at Pop Culture, at Pop Culture Crisis, there's a link to the Spotify playlist in the description for all those videos. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore show mm-hmm. and then you could make dane happy and follow us on instagram or i'm sorry on tiktok tiktok and facebook and at and those are at pop culture crisis go ahead and follow the tiktok because dane wants everyone to follow that one over mm-hmm. there he's like follow the tiktokers that is it so that is that is it for today guys i want to thank you for watching and we'll see you again here tomorrow bye bye